And there was one kid called CJ who was the worst. And he, um, he, uh, he would just masturbate every night, but he would commentate on it. Like what do you mean? He'd tell the other kids what he was thinking about when he was doing it. While he was doing it? While he was doing it. In the dark, like while they were trying to get to sleep. And we would then get called in to the cabin because we'd go to bed a bit later. And, uh, and they were like, um, CJ is masturbating and he's commentating on it again. And I was like, oh, for God's <laughs> sake. Like, what'd you say? What'd <laughs> like, you say to a you. kid? What'd I-? And CJ's like, I'm thinking about you, Stephen. I'm like, oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of flattered. I told him that I knew Julia Roberts when I was 12 at summer camp. Number three, welcome to Ari Shafir's Skeptic Tank Podcast. My name is Ari Shafir. Uh, on today's episode, Steve Bougea, today's day one of October, sober October. Um, these guys are dumb, by the way. I mean, I get the idea of doing it. It's my last year I'm doing it. But now you've added in working out and then made a bet to fucking pay for a bunch of shit. If you don't, I, I don't work out. By the way, you guys, you're just going to win. This is, a, this is a dumb bet. You're just going to win. So I'll pay it, but you're, you're just billing me. <laughs> you guys work out to keep yourself from dying. I, not Rogan. Rogan fucking works out to stay in shape. But the other guys do that. I eat healthy and not even that healthy, just normal. Not like a fat pig like Tom and Bert. You guys are disgusting, your eating habits. So like... I don't need to do what you do. So then I don't. And now you're like, let's add working out into it. It's like, how about just stay in shape? How about just don't fucking get fat through the whole year so you don't have to take a month to fucking not die? So yeah, I'll lose, but don't make it a bet where you're just billing me. I'm not going to work out. (laughs) I'll I'll do like a couple, but like, what are you talking about? I'm not going to fucking work out hard the first time in a decade. Because of you guys, it's dumb. I'm, 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 here's how much I weigh 182. I'm six feet, two and a half inches, two and three quarters. And I, I weigh 182. So I, I don't know what to tell you. I'm fine. You work out. This is my last time doing this. If you can make a belt, but I'm not going to be included next year. I, I don't, I don't give a shit. Um, on today's episode, Steve Bougea, Steve Bougea, Bougeja, it's spelled, uh, is a comic that I met in, um, Edinburgh, I think is a London comic. I met him at Edinburgh a few years ago. And he'd put on the best, that, my, my favorite of that year of the theme hours that you see in Edinburgh. It was all about, um, what was it called? Day Release. Is that online? It is. He said it was on YouTube, right? Steve Bougea, Day Release. 2.6 thousand views two years ago. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, it's in terms of, it's a narrative theme hour where it's like some stuff that actually happens. Uh, beginning, middle, and end. Kind of like a 52-minute long story. So he's funny. I went to see his show this year, also quite good, and uh, about his breakup with some chick. And um, we were talking afterwards, him and his buddy, and they started talking about being counselors in a Jewish sleepaway camp. In a Jewish sleepaway camp. And I started relating to it because I went to Jewish sleepaway camp for years. It was the most fun. Shabbos walks. Where you'd like hang out and talk to a chick. 
Maybe hold hands if you're both slutty. Um, why are you honking? Shut up. God damn. The city just wears on you after a while. Just laying on your horn. Why? Anyway, um, so I was like, hey, that's a great topic for a podcast. Let's do a podcast about Jewish summer camps. He did one summer being a counselor there, and I've just did like five or six summers, not just, but I've, I've done five or six summers as a, as a camper. So we just had a good time. Went to his uh, flat that he was renting in, in, in Edinburgh. We talked about Edinburgh a little bit, but about this Jewish summer camp. Uh, I was going to call it Stroking the Llama, um, but we ended up, um, well, I ended up calling it the other kind of Jew camp. Get it? Because you know what one kind of Jewish camp is? Have you heard of anything? The Holocaust, greatest of all the Jew camps. Next to Moshavah. Moshavah was pretty good. Uh, they had archery, but um, anyway, so it's a fun one. Uh, I have some dates, but also I want to announce that my friend Joe Rogan has a new special that is out right now. I'm assuming this. I won't be able to upload this until I get home from Spas tonight. So it's out right now on Netflix, October 2nd. Is that right? I mean, it's very possible it's October 4th, but I'm pretty sure it's October 2nd. Stranger Things. Nope, excuse me. Strange Times. That's the name of the special. <laughs> How about, uh, it's Joe Rogan's new special, Challenging Your Friends to Challenges You Won't Lose. Um, making bets where you already know you're going to win. How about that? If he just did his normal working, if he just did yoga 15 times, he would beat me without any sort of heart rate increase. Uh, but anyway, he said it's his most offensive special to date, so that's got to be good. I have not seen it yet because it's not out yet. He recorded it in Boston. I was going to go. What happened to that? I don't know. Uh, I've got a couple dates. Uh, October 27th, um, doing a storytelling show in Phoenix. I've also got the big show with Shaw, Callan, Big J, and Theo Vaughn, October 27th. But at 1130 at Stand Up Live, I've got a storytelling show. Lineup is a surprise, as is the one October 30th at the Comedy Cellar in New York. Uh, you can get tickets for that, as is the lineup for the live shooter event, everybody. The live table read of the screenplay I wrote in college, Shooter, Danish and Neil are doing it. If you've heard any of the Danish and Neil podcasts, we have made numerous references to this. Finally, for the first time, live on stage, it will come to life. First time 20 years since it was written. One of the worst scripts in history. Man, I thought it was good. I really thought it was a good fucking script it was so fucking bad when i read it again so come to that it's at the bell house um november 11th as part of the new york comedy festival tickets are on my website right now com, along with the fucking music choices every week um shall we start the episode oh i have a sponsor ziprecruiter.com where is this which one shall i read opening options not smart no i can't do this you know what's not smart? What? Listen, guys, go to ZipRecruiter.com. <laughs> they sent me this fucking form, this whole form. What do you want me to read it straight? You don't want that. Please note, two script options, A and B, may be used. May use either version. A, standard endorsed live read. <laughs> guys, if you're looking to hire somebody, I'm not doing that. If you're looking to hire somebody, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Ari, no, slash skeptic, excuse me. Um, one of these pre-written not smart statements for your career. hiring there are jobs 
Let's do let's do number two. Let's just see what they say and I'll try it. You know what's not okay. You know what's not smart? Jobs that overwhelm you with tons of wrong resumes. But you know what is smart? ZipRecruiter.com slash skeptic. Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't wait for candidates to find you. ZipRecruiter finds them for you. Its powerful matching technology scans thousands of resumes, identifies people with the right skills, education, and experience for your job, and actively invites them to apply. So you get qualified candidates fast. No more sorting through the wrong resumes. No more waiting for the right candidates to apply. It's no wonder the ZipRecruiter is number, rated number one by the U.S., this rating comes from hiring sites on Trustpilot with over 1,000 reviews. Oh, okay. Rated number one in the U.S. And right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash skeptic. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash, spell out, S-K-E-P-T-I-C. ZipRecruiter.com slash skeptic. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Hosts are not to mention, okay, I won't mention any of those. Tagline must control alt tagline. Right now, my listeners control. Yep, did all that, guys. If you're gonna honestly, here's the real read. If you have to uh, hire somebody, please use ZipRecruiter.com. And if you use ZipRecruiter.com/skeptic, you can use it for free. It'll help out the podcast. I don't know how many of you actually hire people. Um, but anyway, let's start the episode. Also, I'm going through Europe, Brussels, Stockholm, Copenhagen, Amsterdam, Dublin. Manchester, London, Brighton, Zurich. Jerusalem's getting finished. I'm talking to the guy. It's happening. It's happening. Um, I don't know where else. Oh, Oslo, St- Stavanger, and Reykjavik. November starts November 14th, I think, in Reykjavik or 16th. Um, and then I've already started like loading up shit for next year. Sacramento in January. Um, um, Comedy Works Denver in, in the end of January. Uh, the storytelling show at uh, Wise Guys in Salt Lake with me, Bert, and oh no, 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 no announced lineup. Um, yeah, shit's coming. Uh, all right, so should we start the episode? This was fun. It was fun to reminisce about those fucking times. It really was to reminisce about those times of sleepaway camp. It was just magic. I mean, I got in so much trouble for starting fires. But it was just so friendly. You know, now they're doing no phones, no cell phones. My, my uh, nephew, they make them turn in their cell phones. I think some, some of those camps, they can use them like once a week. And some of those camps, not at all. Anyway, so let's start the episode. Ladies and gentlemen, Ari Shafir Skepitank, episode 237 or 8 or something like that. By the way, Burke Kreischer's uh, special is also still up on Netflix right now. Uh, fat fuck who makes his friends join into his fucking keeping his weight from maintaining a super unhealthy level uh, streaming right now on Netflix. Uh, Rogan's is up there. Tom Segura's is up there. And my special double negative is also up there. Uh, go to Netflix for all your special needs. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. One more show that I forgot to mention. Cause I just added it fucking after I did all this intro on equalizing. I just added it. Oh, shit. My chicken's ready. I'm at the Comedy Store in Los Angeles, in the main room, doing Ari Shafir Jew, November 6th. That is election day. <laughs> I mean, I won't be worn out from voting. But uh, come see Ari Shafir Jew, November 6th, 2018, at the Comedy Store in the main room. Tickets are on sale now. 
at rhspear.com, as is all tickets. Okay, let's start the episode. Ladies and gentlemen, episode 338, The Other Kind of Jew Camp. Not stroking the llama, right? No, not stroking the llama. With Steve Bougea. Oh, you should fucking check out Steve Bougea. Uh, Steve Bougea, check him on Twitter if you want to say something nice to him. Uh, Steve, and then it's B-U-G-E-J-A. Um, but let's start the episode. Here we go. Are you ready for the That would be great if you did just out your parents. Um, I'll do introductions later, so uh, we could just talk. Okay, cool. Yeah. Would you ever go on one of those tours? That was, we, um, I definitely would, yeah. I mean, I, I, getting caught up in the middle of one then was incredible. It was. You, it makes you want to sing. We were just in the middle of a walking karaoke tour, and we didn't have the karaoke in our ears, but we, we were part of it, I felt. Once I started singing, ba la ba you we can't were, not sing along I with that. I was slapping my thighs. I was having a great time. <laughs> Pass me the headphones. Yeah, I could do one of those things if like, I was with somebody rich who was like, I'll pay for it. Let's all go. I was like, all right. Sure. All right. Yeah. And it would be the best thing you do that day. Probably. And you'll talk about it for years to come. Uh-huh. They I looked won't... so happy. You couldn't deny how happy they looked. They looked so happy. The kids looked happy. The four-year-old women looked happy. There were, uh-huh. sure, there were no people in our demographic, but they... they None. I think we would have Nobody cool it. was in that group. Nobody cool. Yeah. But they were having their best life. They really were. And yep. they, I, I mean, it's raining as well. That's the, you've got to factor that in. Uh-huh. They're on a walking tour in the rain and they're still enjoying it. Just loving it. Yeah. And all I would walk. Yeah. <laughs> the lady behind us, you hear her sing the wrong lyrics? No. She goes, I would walk 500 miles and I would walk 500 miles. <laughs> You're like, oh, no. Come on, lady. They're playing it into your ear. I know. You can't be making that mistake. <laughs> yeah, you have to play that song for that. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a perfect, it's a walking karaoke tour in Scotland. In Scotland. If you're not playing that song, you've missed a trip. I wonder what else they played. I, it goes past my window every day. Oh. Um, and particularly in the about eight o'clock, it goes past, and it's usually Robbie Williams quite a lot. Let me entertain you. That happens quite. Dude, a lot. you're right on the fucking street here. Man, it's so loud. How do so you sleep in this? I don't. I've got earplugs. You can oh see. yeah, and multiple. even they don't really work very well. And I just can't. I get woken up at four a.m. every day. Just uh, with what drunks? Just drunks coming out of bars going. Wah, wah. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, oh, kill me. <laughs> but it's so centrally located for the festival that I can walk How out. How much is this place? It's like a grand for the room. 
each. So there's four people in here, so four grand. It's this is such a good location. It's an insane location, but the noise is a problem. So yeah. I, I'm actually starting to think maybe it would be better to be far out and have a good night's sleep. Even if there was like a back facing room. Well, yeah, two of my friends got the back because they got it ten minutes before me. So. That's bullshit. That's what I hear does. That's fucking bullshit. <laughs> Mate, that's... It's like sorry, I got it. Like no, no, sorry, I got it. We all chipped in for this. We shouldn't be in a rush to get here so we can claim a so room. What would you you advocate some sort of lottery system? Let's all get there. Decide. So personally, what I like is afternoon sunlight or any for a view of Arthur's seat. That's important to me. Sure. So, but that also might correspond with Ahir's thing of, I want biggest room. Right. So they might overlap, but they might be different. But if they overlap, then we all got to decide. And if somebody's getting a tiny room and we're all getting an in-suite, they shouldn't pay as much. No, that's true. The thing is, I think my priorities have changed this year. After having a slightly noisy room, I'm now like, I would take a small room for, for the silence. quiet. Absolutely. I'd, I'd have a box room, but just for absolute silence. Yeah. Uh, so I've got to re-evalu- reevaluate for next year. Yeah. And probably book an earlier train, just get her earlier. <laughs> get her a day earlier. I mean, I got here early because of that. Because I'm like, you guys are going to stick me with You've done it two years in a row. I mean, actually, I here is a fucking cunt, man. <laughs> I shot. Oh. Getting called out for being a cunt. He's such a fucking... It's like... He, I, 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 it's, it's so similar to Jews. I think it's just because he's a child of immigrants that he, <laughs> that he has that mentality of like, grab it all, grab it all. Just take, take, take. Yeah. He, and um, Alice Keely was like, guys, I got the worst room. You guys got to give me some money. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you're right. Here's 50 pounds each. <laughs> he's, a, he's a token 50 pounds. Yeah. So here... Uh, so Ahi's got a massive room. This year he actually has the biggest room again. Last year he had the fucking oh, his own floor. <laughs> the first year he was like, I put it all together. How about yeah. I get a slightly bigger room? Like, you know what? That seems fair. That's fair. But That's then he started fee. putting it together, but looking for a place that has one room with an in-suite bathroom. And I'm like, no, Ahi, you don't get to just fucking no. Yeah, now you're choose. This is the problem with fucking corruption. Yeah, now you're yeah, not yeah. just doing your regular job and be like, well, I, I can enjoy this. Yeah, he needs someone needs to make him accountable. Yeah, I kept saying like, no, don't look for places with in- end suites unless they all have them. Because you know what, man, you're subsidizing that. You're subsidizing. Yeah, fuck that shit. You're paying for that. Yeah, I'll you're help keep, look. You're looking, you're looking really dumb paying for that. He's laughing at you. Yeah. Ugh. Fucking out here, sure. I, there's no one suites in here, so it's been pretty civil. But the rooms, the rooms at the back are silent and bigger. So yeah, you should dub- pay. This is crazy right here. It's a nice room though, and it's fine. It's, it's fine. It's bright. It's bright. Well, as long as you get the sun coming in too, that would yeah. kill me if I start getting no sun coming. In. If I couldn't in the morning, like open up those and be like, all right, it's daytime. Yeah, 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 yeah. That would be but the best. I think maybe I'll this just is adapt. way too I'll loud. adapt to the noise. I'll adapt to the noise. When you've already been here for two weeks? Yeah, I know. I reckon week, week three. <laughs> week three is going to be a big week in my sleep. Do you use different earplugs for different situations? The I've, orange I've or the green? I've been testing out two ones, two makes. Um, I think the softer ones suit my ear shape better. You know they say not to shove it all the way in. Oh, do they? Yeah, but I only shove all I've the been way going in. All the way in. Yeah, you get all the way, so it kind of fall so out. Deep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it falls out anyway. I wake up and they're out. Oh. I must be. I think I must be fishing them out in the night. I must be playing around with the earplugs, but... I like them so deep in there that when you try to pull them out, you can't, and you have to find your fingers with the nails, the, the longer nails, and really try to, like, oh, squeeze and pull. Oh, I haven't been going that deep. Oh, yeah. That's, you're sounds like you're getting Get some there, satisfaction man. out of that. Enjoy the silence. <laughs> <laughs> so enjoy song, the damaged eardrum. That's what that song was all about. It was about perfect uh, earbuds. Right, okay. The Depeche Mode song. Okay. Um, um yeah, I'll try that tonight. I'll push it real deep. Yeah. So I don't know when this is going to come out. Probably a month or two. But um, you doing any touring in like September or October? I am actually, yeah. I'm taking the show that I'm doing here at the Edinburgh Fringe onto the UK tour. Really? 
Yeah, I'll be doing Soho Theatre for six nights at the beginning of October. Oh, okay. And then I'm doing a little tour around the up, up to Christmas around the UK. Oh, great. Yeah, it'd be nice. SteveBuggerger.com. SteveBuggerger.com. Buggerger. Boucher, yeah, Buggerger. Spell Buggerger. <laughs> it's so hard when you say your name out loud when you reference you to say Boucher because you know just no one's going to be able to... I mean, you have to no deal with it more, it. but no one... It's a nightmare. How would you spell Boucher? Like, if you if you had to spell it? Yeah, but if you... Bouger, B-U-J... E-I-A or E-Y-A. Yeah. Y. I think a Y would definitely be in there. And not G. Definitely G. I don't know where the G's come from. I don't know what he's doing. A lot of people change their names. This guy, Dave Tyree, changed his name. It was T-Y-R-E. And he was like, no, everyone says tire. So he just threw an extra E at the end. Right. Make it obvious. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. But you shouldn't have to do that. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I had a stage name when I started out. What is it? My first 10 gigs. I Steve used, Malafort? No, I used, my, I used my middle name, which is so bad. I, I cringe when I think about it. It was Steve Charles. Really? Was, yeah, it sounds like a snooker hawk or something. <laughs> it that, does. I, uh, what a dork. So, I know, I know. And people were like, I just couldn't, every time the MC introduced me to stage, it was like, please welcome Steve Charles. I'd like feel sick inside. Like, <laughs> not just the nerves of doing my first gigs, but just the thought of a guy called Steve Charles. So I was like, I can't do this. I need to go back to Steve Bridget. I'll take the hit and people not be able to spell my name. Eventually you'll get big enough where they'll all just know it. Yeah, they'll just know it, yeah. Um, I, I love when MCs don't ask me how to say it. You know, you know when like hosts are too they're like, cool, I got it. They're too, yeah, they're like, oh, I know how to do it. And then they fucking panic. They panic on stage. I'm like, Steve Budrigar or something like that. <laughs> and they're just, yeah, I am. I, I, I never correct them. It's hard though when you like, you see anybody like, oh, Steve Budrigar starts doing. And they're like, oh, cool. And they go to their friends. Like, you're not going to find it. <laughs> you're just not going to find it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you have to, it's a real reward for people if they do find it. Mm-hmm. They've earned it. How's yeah. your run going? Good. Yeah, I'm loving it. I'm having a really nice time. It's my fourth one, so I feel very... Uh, this is your fourth one? Four fourth, in a row? Fourth show in a row, yeah. I, so I just find Oh, so one. was your first year my first year? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah. That oh. Was, yeah, day release was the first one, yeah. Oh. Um, so I've done four since then. And uh, yeah, I just feel like you just know what to do now. Like you just... I, don't, yeah, I, yeah, I get around. Show. Also, people come back, which is nice. Audiences are bigger. So just there's less of that worry. And uh, yeah, I just love it. It is interesting that these audiences will like continue to support. Like we like to next year when we see our thirty-eight shows, you're on our list, you're of, on the list. One, of one of the thirty-eight, and that's all you got to do. Just and I, I always have this worry about maybe one year I will be shit and I'll drop off everyone's lists. After and next then the year. year after that, I'll be like, oh fuck, no one's come back. But every year they come back, and I'm like, oh thank god. Yeah, you got to give them a good show all the time. Yeah, or you're fucked. Constant pressure, but. Uh, Hey man, it's nice. It's, that's the nicest feeling, isn't it? I think when someone comes up to you afterwards and says, "Oh, we've seen all your shows." Yeah, it really that's is the cool. Best feeling. There's something really special about that, especially when they have no idea who you were ahead of time, and they're yeah. like, "We saw you," and then we were like came back. We were like that one and that one, and they're cool. And it's like, so you just discovered me only through my stand-up? Yeah, just only my actual ability. Th- only through the thing I care about. Oh, that's great. That's so beautiful. And also, I love the ego for my ego. I love the idea that they're at home thinking, "Oh, we've got to see that Steve guy again." Yeah, they're like, "Someone has oh, said." Oh yeah, that. someone has said that in their kitchen. I love that. How do I turn this? I'm trying to save battery. Google Maps gone. Um, yeah, exactly. And they're like they're like mapping out their fucking. Like you ever go to yeah. music festivals? Yeah, not often, but yeah. But you know how like you sort of map out your day. Like I definitely want to see them, and then yeah. maybe we'll go there after they're that. A, they're a must. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice. I love being up to the fringe. It's just such a. God, it's, it's just amazing. Here. We get to do it every day. That's the thing. I don't, have, I don't have to travel, and I get to perform my comedy show every day. To people who yeah, your walk comedy. is twelve minutes from here. Yeah, if that maybe if that, and uh, I just walk on stage, do a gig, announce and, yourself, and do then, an hour, leave, yeah, leave, and then my friends are around the corner, so I just go for a drink or something. Yeah. it's just like it's the best month, and I it can be stressful, and I get that some people don't like it, 
But I think if you just take it for what it is, just like being able to perform your show every day, like it's nothing better. Yeah, you Apart can... from the amount of money you lose. <laughs> That's bad. It's bad. Are you losing money again this year? A little bit. It won't be too bad. This flat is a big part of that. You got to go free and quit those. Who's like, your yeah, promoter? Yeah, cash cow. Um, I don't really have a promoter. I kind of piece it all together myself with different people. So who takes all your percentage? Uh, who stands I, over your shoulder saying, let me see who, who donated money to you venue, so I can have it? The venue, I guess. It. The venue takes quite a lot of it. Oh. And then I just pay for PR and posters. Yeah, and yeah, stuff. yeah. It just adds up. Go to Counting House. Maybe. Yeah, just cash in. Yeah. yeah maybe or talk day. to Slayer. Yeah, I don't know him. I'll introduce you. Yeah, that'd be nice. I am... Um, I uh, I would like it would be nice to make some money at some point, but it's not. I don't lose loads. I just like. I mean, that's not. I know that's not one of the the main thing at this place is the fun of doing your act and hang out with yeah. comedians. Yeah, 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 yeah. And also, there's certain costs I could cut. Like, I don't need to buy. I don't need to buy the big posters. That's all ego. That's all for me, really. I'm just spending six hundred pounds for me to look at my face every day. Really? That's not. That's what we were saying, though. Tickets. It's like that's not selling tickets. Uh uh-uh. uh. No one's walking past those posters going, oh, I definitely need to see that guy I've never heard of. They're, it's just. Like, I don't know, though, because I think if you walk by those big posters after a while, I start, because I don't know anything about UK comics. Yeah. So I start going, like, I guess that guy's really good. Oh, I see, yeah. Yeah. And then, just, and then if, if it's like, if one of those, like, you know, in the next 10 minutes near me and it's like Kenneth Wall, I'm like, oh, fuck, oh, yeah, Kenneth Wall's great. I'm like, what's one of his jokes? I'm like, I don't know. But, and I've met him. I like the guy, but I don't know any of his he jokes. He must be one of the big ones. He's yeah, he must be. <laughs> yeah. You can, sure, you can just order them and pay 180 pounds for one, but yeah, he must be famous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe that's what I'm doing. I'm tricking people and thinking I'm famous. It is weird. I see all these comedians. I'm like, oh, you're, you're Alice, Weddle, whatever her name is. And it's like, who and like oh i don't know it just looks like movie posters yeah i yeah. love it here do you not have posters in the us is that not is that, do you have equivalent kind of ego boost no. no no we do not have that we have like at the night the comedy club you're playing they'll put your poster outside yeah just that but it's there's no like festival thing like the, nah but what about montreal do people do that no 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 because no. it's just like you get passes mostly to go to shows right people get passes so you don't go to individual shows and there's not that many shows so there's a there's a, like a three pieces of paper saying here are the shows tomorrow, oh. and with the times. And it's all of the shows there. Yeah, it's like honestly three pieces pieces front and back stapled. Oh man, that and sounds, that takes you from noon till really till one a.m. That's I could do with that. I could do with that here. If someone yeah. could tell me what shows to go and see, because I always say oh, I'm going to go and watch all this stuff, and I don't. I don't go see anything. I go. I just. I guess the last week I'm like oh, I've not seen anyone. I, I really got to go out this week and really try to see a bunch of them. You got any big ones that you saw that you liked? Uh, I saw Finn Taylor. Finn, yeah, I liked very him. Very good. Um, I watched Chris Washington, uh, who's also my housemate, but he's very funny. Um, and uh, Rose Matafeo is very good. Um, Black guy? Huh? Black guy? No, Rose is a Woman? New Zealand female. Oh, oh Matafeo. Could have been more wrong. Yeah, no, I met, I met her. <laughs> It's the name threw me off. Rose Matafeo or Matafeo. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good name. Yeah. Uh, Could not be more wrong. <laughs> White woman. Oh, when I saw Mr. Swallow. Have you heard about that? No. It's a magician character by S- Nick Muhammad. Do you swallow a lot of stuff? Huh? Do you swallow a lot of stuff or use birds? No, no, no. You've been misled by the title of the... Uh, he does oh. card tricks and stuff. Oh, really? And uh, it's great. And, and like mind tricks. He's, he's so funny. It's not just magic. It's like the magic is the like side bit is he's a really funny character oh that's cool and uh but i went on like a wednesday night and the audience obviously thought they were going to a magic show like there were so many people who just 
thought that, and they didn't realize it was a comic character and they just didn't get the jokes. They just were missing all the jokes and would, they loved the magic. They were like blown away by that. But I was like, no, no, that's not the bit he cares about. It's the jokes that are the funny bit. But oh, man, people are stupid. Yeah. Yeah. There is uh, some review that they were talking about the first year where this guy was doing a French character. Oh, yeah, the Marcel Lecomte thing. Yeah. And he didn't know it was a character. Yeah. And he just wrote in the review, this French man is very rude. Yeah. It looks like something I'm missing. He's just, some, like, a terrible. And people are like, oh, no, there was definitely something you're missing. <laughs> he is a, he is a character. Yeah. He's an English guy. Yeah. He's doing a character. And then when they told that reviewer, he should have been like, let me pull that down. I'll go review it for real now. But, yeah. But he didn't. <laughs> just like, our editor's note. Oh, God. Reviews are so stupid sometimes. Yeah, unless I'm missing something. Like, mm-hmm, well, you are. <laughs> My favorite thing in reviews is when you see them say, so they'll say loads of negative things, and then they'll go, I couldn't understand why it was so rapturously received by the audience. And it was like, <laughs> oh, you mean they smashed the gig? <laughs> they crushed it. Yeah. They absolutely crushed the gig. I couldn't understand. Can you think of one reason, maybe, why, <laughs> why the response was good? Yeah, anything, right? Why is it normally received as good when things are received as good? <laughs> what might normally happen in those situations? Yeah. Just complete mayhem or <laughs> just funny preparation? How, how's it hard work and maybe good jokes? Do you think that might be what it is? Yeah. Maybe you're the pussy pants <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and no one else. I was the only one sat in the audience not applauding on my feet. I couldn't understand. It was such rubbish comedy. I love when somebody gets mad at a show and they leave. Like, it's not even funny. Like, well, everyone else is laughing. Like, well, they're, I, they're fucking idiots. And you're like, yeah. yeah, but could it possibly be you? Could be you, couldn't it? <laughs> everyone's laughing. If we look at the correlation. Yeah. So interestingly enough, we were talking the other day after I saw your hour this year. What's it called? Uh, my new hour is called Almost. Almost. And that's the one you're going to be touring around the UK yeah. in October and stuff. Yeah. So a theater. I definitely have listeners in London. Oh, yeah. Please come to a theater. I've got six nights, which I think is too many. <laughs> Big room or small room? Uh, the smaller room. Okay, that's so good. It's, yeah, it's doable. But it's, it's Monday to Saturday. So, you know, there's going to be some tickets available. All right. Well, I'll come on Monday please and Tuesday. Yeah. I, mean, I really like the show. So please do. Come. Yeah. That no, was a fun show for sure. Um, but afterwards, we were talking about with your friend, Chris. Oh, Rick. Rick. Yeah, my mate from summer camp. That you guys both worked at Jewish summer camps. Yeah, we did. Wow. He, he worked at the same camp as me, but he did it eight years in a row. No fucking way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He rose up. He was like head of the camp by the end. Um, and he employed me. So he met me at a fair, a camp fair in Manchester, England. For, you know, for employing like a people. job fair? Job fair, exactly. And uh, it was exactly like, you know, like there's loads of tables and he was just the guy who was employing for Round Lake Camp in Pennsylvania. And I was this little 18-year-old at university and I just sort of didn't know anything about summer camp, but I wanted to do it for the summer. I just heard it was a fun thing to work on. And uh, he just employed me there and then. Didn't ask me about any qualifications or anything. It was just like, hey, had a bit of a chat. He told me about the camp and he's like, you got the job. What is he looking for? Someone to be smiley all the time? I don't know. I don't know. What, well, no, actually, he said I look Jewish. That's why I got the job. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Genuinely. Yeah, you could pass. I could pass as Jewish. For so sure. That's why I got the job. For it's sure. not a requirement to be Jewish to work at the camp, but it was like a bonus, I think. So I think they thought, oh, well, he's Jewish. Great. Let's employ him. I mean, how fun were those Jews? Let's just talk about, I mean, all of it, I guess. Man, it was the best summer. But so the thing about my camp, though, uh, is it was a camp for. Uh, kids with learning difficulties. Oh. So there was a range. So it was like autism, but it went from like severe autism to like quite high functioning autism where, you know, you wouldn't necessarily notice. So there was a real range. Uh, but they were all Jewish kids. And like, it was pretty full on. Like it was the hardest I've ever worked in my entire life. Like, because they were fucking, some of them were feral. Like they're, Really? Oh, awful. <laughs> feral. Awful. And I was, only, I was only 19 years old. Like, I wasn't, I was barely, you know, I was a child myself. So, like three years older than them? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, some of them. 
And they were big, some of these kids. I remember there was a kid in my bunk who was... Because um, they were grouped in terms of their functioning ability rather than their age. Oh. Um, I had a 16-year-old in my bunk who was probably had the mental age of like a 12-year-old. Um, he was called Ramon, and he was the one of the biggest people I've ever met in my entire life. Massive uh, black guy, and just intimidated me. Like I couldn't, I couldn't control him. I couldn't, I could, he, he didn't listen to me. He hated me, and I would like tell him off, like uh, Ramon, can you, can you, can you please put that bench down? Put the bench down. And he'd be like, I'm not putting the bench down. And he throw the bench, and oh god, it was it was a tough few weeks actually. With Ramon. Wow. Yeah. Are you familiar with the term? For people with uh, disabilities having a superior um, uh, physical abilities, no, what, what? It's the, the name of it is uh, retard strength, right? Okay, <laughs> and they're just somehow way stronger than they look like that they is should not be. A term we could use at the camp. <laughs> that is not an officially approved term. They, uh, they, some of them were strong man. It was. I don't think I ever got physically abused, but there was. It came close. Okay, you were worried. Oh, I felt scared. But I had to live in the bunks with them. You know, I had to sleep oh, yeah. in the cabin. So, like, there was 12 kids and three adults in this cabin with me. And I would literally be on the top bunk. And I had a kid below me. And his, they were all, like, of wanking age. You know, they were all prime wanking age. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, when you're getting to the peak of your wanking, like, they would, like... They were just—they just discovered it. They were enjoying it. They're not going to stop because they're on summer camp. Why would they? Yeah. So they would like—they were just wanking all the time, and I can't tell them to stop. It's hypocritical, isn't it? So what do you, what do you do? Like, how do you? They just all the time. And and there was one kid called CJ who was the worst, and he um he uh he would just masturbate every night, but he would commentate on it. Like what do you mean? He'd tell the other kids what he was thinking about when he was doing it. While he was doing it? While he was doing it. In the dark, like, while they were trying to get to sleep. And we would then get called in to the cabin, because we'd go to bed a bit later. And uh, and they were like, um, CJ is masturbating, and he's commentating on it again. And I was like, oh, for God's <laughs> again. sake. Like, what do you say? What <laughs> do you say to a kid? What do I, and CJ's like, I'm thinking about you, Stephen. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm kind of flattered, but I don't want it. You know, so you, and I remember I sent him to the bathroom once to finish off, because I thought that was like a good solution. I mean, you but can't stop him. from. That's it. You can't stop him midway through. So... I um, sent him to the bathroom to finish off, and he uh, he just continued the commentary there, uh, just even louder. Um, but yeah, it was a there was a lot of masturbating. In the end, we just got used to it. It just became part of the. When game. I was at my at Mosheva Jewish camp, uh, in we found out this near the same town. Um, yeah, it was really close, wasn't it? Yeah, Honesdale, Honesdale, Pennsylvania. Town. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was jerking off. My friend caught me daytime, and he was like, "What are you doing?" And I panicked, and I was like feels good and he was like really i'm like yeah it feels good you just like rub it and it feels like really good i was like a younger age yeah and he was like let me try and so he started doing it to himself yeah yeah and he's like yeah oh my god it does feel good <laughs> and then like new people came into the bunks and we just kept like guys guys you gotta try this it oh, feels man. so good you introduced all your friends to masturbating. Yeah. In fairness, some of them probably already knew and like what we said, like, oh, really? I've never heard of that before. Let me, um, let me, let me I'll try your thing that, that I've just heard about right now, never before. Yeah. yeah. Then they whip out their porn mag they brought with them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But we all did it. It was so fun. That's mad, man. How did you stumble across it? Masturbation? Yeah. I don't know. How did you stumble across it? I don't remember. I think probably my friend, I was quite a late developer, so I think my friends were doing it way before me. Oh, I was doing it way young before really? I could come. Oh, wow. At like 10, 11. Oh, no, I wasn't doing that. I think I just like, 
Like, how would you find that out? I rubbed it wrong one day, and it's like, oh, that felt different than I thought. Yeah, just put your trousers on a bit like tight one. Yeah. Day, and uh-huh. like, oh, well, that um, that's a thing. I remember walking actually across um, the the uh, field at that camp at uh-huh. Camp Mosheva, and having like maybe a bathing suit on, so you know, like that liner that they have in old bathing suits. Oh yeah, like the panty. Bit. Yeah, and so it was either that or just underwear, but it was just like slowly rubbing, <laughs> and it started feeling better and better. And I was like, oh, "Don't stop walking. This feels great." And then like not coming, but like feeling good. I'm like, "I got to reproduce that." It might have been that. <laughs> yeah. I need to find out how to get that. Yeah, let me do some research. (laughs) (laughs) I imagine you asking one of your counselors, been like, hey, this thing happened. I got this really. Let me ask you a question about your penis. Um, uh, What do you do when you rub it? Yeah. (laughs) Do you ever get that really good feeling? Uh, Just put him on the spot, like, I don't know how to do this. Were your counselors British by any chance? No. No. Uh, uh-uh, I don't think so. I don't remember anything British. All the council at the camp I worked at were, were British. Really? A be- few, there was a be- few Aussies, but yeah. Mainly. Because of Chris? Because of um, because of Camp America. Because of Rick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Camp America is a company over here that kind of fly out British people uh, to work on something Camp else. America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's big. And so was it a Jewish camp or was there just a lot of Jews there? No, it was a Jewish camp. So we'd have Shabbat. We would have, um, it was all kosher and stuff. And so you remember you and the fact that you guys remembered the songs was yeah, so yeah, funny yeah, we'd to me. Sing the songs. Uh, there's one that oh, really annoys me. I can't remember how it went, but I can kind of see myself dancing to it. Uh, but there's the one Shabbat Shalom. Hey, hey Shabbat. Shabbat Shalom. There's that one. Hey. There was another one that was more of a pop. Shabbat, it was more poppy. It was more poppy. It had a real. Oh, it built up. It had a real. Oh, yeah. Sometimes they take like regular songs and put their Hebrew songs to those tunes. Yeah. This is the problem because it was in Hebrew. I, just, I, I can't remember the words. But um, it was great. And every Friday we'd have, we'd have chicken and then we would have this disco. And we'd have this. Disco? We'd have a disco. On Friday? On a Friday. What disco? You can't play music on Shabbos. Oh, really? It wasn't Orthodox, was it? No, it, was it wasn't Orthodox. Yeah. We were on the, the camp next door was Orthodox. And it was a girls Orthodox, girls Orthodox camp. And we were not allowed to go anywhere near it because they weren't allowed to see boys. They weren't allowed to see boys? They weren't allowed to see boys. They also were like, just get the fuck away from them. They're yeah, so it nice. might have been me. They were just like, we don't trust you around yeah. this guys. You need to go back. Uh, but no, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't particularly strict because obviously the kids didn't really understand a lot of the rules. <laughs> so uh, they weren't going to obey any God's rules, you know, so they just... Yeah, if, they, if try telling a fucking severely Down syndrome kid or severely like <laughs> yeah. disabled kid, like, you need to do this so you go to heaven because God loves you. And they're like, he clearly doesn't. Yeah, he's fucked me over here. So yeah. I don't trust him in heaven. Suddenly... Now he's on my side. I don't believe that. When I needed him the most during the creation part, yeah, yeah, he, he abandoned me, and now I should fucking be on this guy's side. Yeah, now he's only let me eat chicken on a Friday. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> uh, did you uh, like? What else did you notice about this camp? Um, well, I, I don't know the um, the dancing. I'm getting your opinion on that. We love the dancing. Separate dancing, or what no? Do you mean? Boys and girls separate? No, they would mix. Okay. They would mix, but they, they wouldn't necessarily... It wasn't like a normal kids mixing, you know? They would just kind of dance next to each other. Um, it was quite heartwarming to us. There was, like a, there was a prom, you know, yeah. and the kids just all wanted a date to prom. That's all they cared about, having a date to prom. But what, what prom? They had like a prom at the end of the, uh, of the camp, and uh, my kid, CJ, asked me to go to prom with him. 
And you can't turn What? Can the masturbator? Know? The masturbator asked me to go. To, and he, <laughs> he already told me what he'd been thinking about, you know. So I knew his, I knew his motivations. But I, um, I accepted his invitation because due to lack of other options. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, also, uh, yeah, it's just nice, isn't it? He, he made him happy. So we went to prom together. We, we didn't have to do anything. He, um, he actually, his thing was he'd read maps every day. So he, he, he memorized all the roads in America. So you could ask him how to get from anywhere in America to get any other place. It was fucking incredible. Autistic kids love maps. Yeah, they love maps. So he would, he'd read his roadmaps for hours every day, just study them. And then you could just test him. You could just say, like, how do you get from Scranton to, I don't know, Idaho or something. I don't know, somewhere, just say somewhere. And he'd be like, he'd tell you all the roads to use. And uh, it, was, it was incredible. He was one of the most wow. amazing people I've ever met. So I was like, like he can do that. I'm going to go on a date with him. You know what I mean? Like... <laughs> I've been on dates with far worse people. Yeah, like that—that's a good skill. I'm going to give him. I'm going to give him a chance. And we just sat at this problem. He read his maps. That's all he did. Wow. Yeah. My my ex uh, was a behavioral therapist for autistic kids, and so she had this one that she started with, uh-huh. um, Roman. And he would man. He knew. I saw him once. I didn't see him again for about two and a half years. And I just showed up with her to like their house. Right. She was like, "Hey, come by. We'll, we'll slide by here. I got to give something to to their parents." And I, he opened the door, the kid. Without, I mean, I met him for an hour, two and a half years earlier. Yeah. And it wasn't like he could look me up back then. There was nothing There was nothing available online. He just opens the door and goes, Hi, Ari Shafir. No. And I'm like, what the fuck? What, straight away? And he wouldn't straight have, away. He, he wouldn't have been expecting you. He no, not at all. We looked at that. Uh-uh. But he would love doing street maps. He was like, let's go for a ride. And then he's like, make a left here on Nicholson Way. Then make a two rights will be uh, in Oxford Lane. Make a left on that. And yeah. then you turn. Oh, he loved maps. Incredible. Yeah. It's a real, uh, Way better ability than me or you. It's like so far ahead of us. Like so far ahead of us. Um, but, you know, equally, you know, he also masturbated and, and commented on it. So we all have our downsides. We've all got our skills and our downsides. Where there is power, there must also be. One of my favorite bits of the camp was the um, parent day. So parents would come visit halfway through the camp. Yeah. It was like maybe seven weeks of the camp. So they'd come on like week four. Um, and you'd get to match the parents to the kids. And, you know, because you get to know the kids so well. Because you didn't meet the kids. You didn't meet the parents at the beginning because they all arrived on a coach. Uh, and these parents, you meet them, and suddenly it's humanized the kids a bit because you're like, oh, they've got real family lives, you know, like they've got, you know, and you, they all behave differently around their parents as well. Yeah. They're much better behaved. And, uh, and the parents would then give us tips, you know, because basically they knew how shit their kids were and how much hard it was. So they'd give you loads of money. It was brilliant. But if you got the wrong parent, like if you had a poor kid, you didn't get any bloody money. Like there was no, there was no, it wasn't their fault, but equally, you know. Oh, they tip you. Yeah, they tip you. Yeah, you get quite a lot of money. I got more money in tips than I got paid in the actual, for the camp. Really? Yeah, yeah, quite a lot more. Interesting, because Jews generally not known for tips, but I think oh, right. ones who take care of autistic kids. Yeah, I think because they knew how hard it was. Yeah. They, they're um, like, and also, they knew that we had three more weeks with those kids. So it was kind of like, you know, keep being nice to my kid. They give you a dollar. They'd be like, hmm, "Well, he was having a good time. Yeah, we'll yeah. see how his last he two weeks go." He fell in the lake. <laughs> he fell in the lake again with bump marks on his side. <laughs> it was so weird. It's so weird that the kid who gave me a tip didn't do that. Uh, no, it was a, there was a bear on the camp. I remember that. He just came by. Just popped by, um, and because there was a big woods nearby, and uh, it just flipping pops up in the um, by the football pitch, and because it was kind of routine that this would happen, they just said. Really calmly, there was like, "Oh, there all, right, might kids. Be a- all right, kids, go back to your bunks." And I was like, "There's a bear! There's a fucking bear! What do you mean, go back to your bunks? There's a bear there!" And Janice, who was the head of the, she was the head lifeguard. She'd been there for 15 years, so she'd seen some bears in that time. 
she just confronted the bear. What? Yeah. Like she just walked towards it and scared it and it ran into the woods. She's like, just, she did, oh, she, she must have known what she was doing. But, she must know what type of bear it was. Yeah, she must have. But, but it was impressive. They don't have bears here, do they? No. In the UK. No, no, no. It was so impressive to watch. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I would never. It's, it's always like, I thought the general rule is like, you just leave, just stay away. Just let the bear do what it wants. Yeah, if he's too strong. If the bear wants to take one of the cabins, it can have one of the cabins. <laughs> yeah, bears are like the most powerful. Yeah. They just don't give a shit about anybody else. But the thing is, once it had been out, we all knew it was there. You know what I mean? Like, we know it's not, it's not going far, is it? So it's in that woods, and we're playing football. It's in the back of your head, isn't it? <laughs> you run for a catch and like yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a catch, someone a kicks kick. the ball a bit too far and you're like ah we'll leave that <laughs> nah, so we'll get another ball it's like it's yeah, right there just bringing it in the woods I'm like yeah you get it yeah what was it? so how, how many years did you go to camp I went to camp at a, I mean there was normal camp and there was sleepaway camp we're talking about sleepaway camp yeah. probably four years four or five years what, between Moshaba. ages of what <sighs> after I got to sort of like grade four which is like 10 11 so that's when you masturbate and that's when you're finding it yeah yeah and then 12 13 14 yeah something like that um i loved it i loved all the activities yeah all the archery and the fucking zip lines zip canoeing line. yeah it's just so fun i mean it is we don't have it over here that's the thing so we're British, you don't we don't have summer camp at all it's not a thing what? we have activity days maybe but not no you wouldn't go away and stay what do you do in the summers I don't know. You don't really do anything. You kind of, um, you, uh, get this charger. What are you looking for? This, this iPhone charger so I can do this. So I'm not dead today. But, okay, go but on. listen, I'm still, I'm, oh, hold on. Just pause it. So wait, what were you saying? Uh, you were saying, fucking idiot. I know whenever I pause, it's like, no, it's I just like, remember um, what you're you talking. were saying. You been at camp. Oh, I said they don't have them in Britain. I'll just pick. Oh up. yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. So what do you do? You just do activities. Um, yeah, like you might go away for like a sports day or something. Like, but, in your local so what do you town. do? Just stay at home or just like meet your yeah, friends and play and yeah, have a good time? Yeah, you go out in the park and play with your friends. That's probably what you oh. do in the summer. I wouldn't do that. Obviously, I would stay on my own in my room. <laughs> Read and get pasty. Yeah, you need friends to go out. But I would. Uh, but yeah, oh, summer camp would really been good for me actually because it's forced friendship, isn't it? That would really play into my, my my personality. Yeah, you know what I liked about it is that you could all these people could like be new people again. You've left your school, yeah, where you're where they already decided you're the nerd, you're the jock, whatever, you and you just like reinvent yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every year, pretty much. Who would you could be the cool guy? You could be the you could, you could be the badass. Yeah, I wasn't, but I could have been yeah, if yeah, I yeah. played my cards right. Oh man, that would really I could have done that. I could have done without. I was such a geek at school. If I could have just gone somewhere else and been cool for just one summer that could have really lifted my spirits yeah have some counselor you can masturbate to you know when you've got like one group of friends who just inexplicably you're cool with uh-huh. you know like you just got this confidence with them for some for whatever reason yeah. and then when you go back to other friends you're like oh i'm the i'm the loser again i'm the one who gets i'm the one who yeah, you know, like, i was showing i was saying interesting things and yeah I, i'm saying the same stuff but it's just getting, <laughs> it's getting rejected yeah, yeah yeah i i need to find more of those friends who like me <laughs> mm-hmm. um yeah, I wish I wish we'd had camps. Though. They sound fun. They um, did you grow out of them? Is it? Did you get to a point where you? Did? I got in trouble. What was I? What was the final straw there? It was. Um, <laughs> you were the badass guy. Yeah, sort of. I was. They had a canteen, um, and the way we filled out the canteen, what you wanted, which is like popsicles and and candy and soda, 
and you would fill out at breakfast, and then at, at lunch or right after lunch, they would bring you your stuff, or you would go and collect it. They would get it all in order. It's like, oh, it's your bunk's time to go, and it's uh-huh. like, which one are you? Like, all right, and they'd have like, you know, two popsicles, a Snickers bar, and a whatever. And you had a, a, whatever money you had in there, and you could like slowly use it up. And they would tell you how much you had left. So towards the end, I was really excited about using every dollar, getting it. Because, you know, if let's say the candy was 55 cents and you're down to 70 cents, you're fucked. Yeah. You're going to have leftover. So you got to plan like what's 60 cents, oh, what's 50. Yeah. Like plan it out ahead of time, you know, and get, get it even. It's a good skill to learn. Yeah. Thank you. And for a Jewish kid, it was like I was excelling, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had already gotten in a little trouble for like starting fires. Okay, that sounds quite serious. Well, let's yeah. Let's touch on that. Let's not, let's not go over that. Okay, so you know the thing you do in bunks where you take Lysol and you light that, light that up? Like a flamethrower thing. Yeah. Like an aerosol. Yeah. Do you yeah. ever do that? Do you yeah, ever like, yeah. write your name in cursive I mean, again, on a I would, wall? I would never do that, but yeah. Oh. I, I know when people I saw people do that. Yeah. You saw people do it, right? Yeah. You write your name in cursive on a wall, and then you light it, and it just like lights a fire yeah. in your name on the yeah. wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, very cool. So they call me on that, and they're like, what are you, a fucking pyro? Also, like, you can't deny who it was. It says Ari on the wall. Right. <laughs> well, it went <laughs> who out. Who did this? <laughs> I don't know. Just look yeah. away for a minute. Well, the evidence is gone. I don't know what you're talking <laughs> yeah. about. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, are you a pyro? I'm like, what's a pyro? Like a pyromaniac? I'm like, what does that mean? Like someone who likes to play with fire? I'm like, oh, yeah. I've never heard it described so well. Yeah, pyromaniac. That's the <laughs> right word. That resonates with me, actually. Oh, I love playing with fire. That'd be a good word to write in cursive on a wall. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, I got to the final end, and I, I got every last penny like paid. And so the next day, they were like, here's the, the check-in list, the canteen list. And I just wrote in the boxes instead of like checking off, like, I want this, I want this. I just wrote down the line. It was like, F-U-C-K. It was just wrote, fuck you, bitch. Oh. But I, I maintain that I was writing that to the canteen and not to any specific person. No, no specific bitch. Yeah, but the lady, the bitch who read oh, it. Unfortunately, there was a bitch. It really it. was. If it was a guy, I really yeah. didn't know. Yeah, he would have taken not that a, person. Yeah. He wouldn't have seen that was him. That's and it. so they're like, what the fuck? Did you write this? I'm like, yeah. They're like, what, are you crazy? I'm like, oh. So for the last like four days, it wasn't worth it for them financially like to send me home. But they just like, you, you can't do any activities. Oh, wow. You're done. Just for writing fuck you, bitch. I mean, these Jews, man, we're polite people. And the fire thing. And the fire, right? We're already like last straw kind of <laughs> shit. <laughs> so that was it for me for camp. After that, I didn't go back and I just went and got summer jobs. Okay. I think it was 15 probably was my last, was my last year there. Maybe Do 14. people go older than that though? Or not in general? So what they'll do is they'll finish. They'll go for the four or five years. Then go to counselor training, which is like half camp, half counselor training. And then uh, the next yeah. year, now they're counselors. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Is that common that people just rise up and work at the camp they were at? Mm-hmm. They liked it enough. Not most people didn't do that, but the people who who did it often it. came from the camp. Yeah. Okay. Because they're like, I don't want to stop going. I still like it. The people who loved it more than anything. Yeah, I reckon that'd be me. I'd have risen up. You would have. I'd have been like head dweeb bossing, <laughs> bossing kids around that's why I was like at school I was the like deputy head boy at school so I'd be like patrolling the corridors on behalf of the teachers oh what a fucking dork I know I know you couldn't and have I, had any friends I was like telling oh I didn't have time for friends mate I had admin to do I had to tell I had to, <laughs> I had to tell the year sevens to get out on the playground they shouldn't be in there at lunch you know they shouldn't, what? They shouldn't be inside at lunch mate I had to enforce the rules you know <laughs> I'm there. Like, I've got to do Mr. Barrow's work for him. Oh, they must have hated you. God, they hated me so much. 
I had a, I recently did a gig in um in London and someone came up to me afterwards and they were like, oh, I went to school with you. And I was like, oh, cool. And that always makes you nervous because I know what I was like at school. And then uh, they were like, yeah, I was about five years below you. Um, I was like, oh, cool. And he's like, oh, I can't believe you're a comedian now because you were such a gimp at school. And he <laughs> said gimp. And I was like, oh, wow, that was brutal. <laughs> like that stuck with him. Like he's remembered that. Gimp. Yeah. What is that gimp? What is gimp? Well, it stands for, I think it stands for gay instrument of male pleasure, but it's mainly used for just being a sort of annoying, uh, I don't know, dickhead, basically. All we have it is, is like from Pulp Fiction. Okay, yeah. It was just the guy who got put in leather. Yeah, a gimp mask and stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, it's, it's, it's nothing to do with actual. Gay instrument of male pleasure. Oh, so that's what that gimp is? I think that's what it stands for, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Um, Hang out the gimp. Uh, but anyway, that, he wasn't accusing me of that particular action. He was just saying that I was a, I was an absolute dweeb, <laughs> annoying little jobs worth. That's so funny. And you're like, all right, yeah, all right, mate. <laughs> okay, well, I'm a you were on the fucking playground too long. Yeah, exactly. Listen, it's not a, if you it's picked not a up the litter, street. I wouldn't have had to be a gimp about it. Would I? <laughs> Someone hasn't looked inwards yet. <laughs> um, um, oh man, I wish. I, yeah, I wish I'd gone to camp. I would have. You, yeah, it was fun. Did you, you did you make actually good friends there? Like friends you because presumably you're away from home. It must be difficult to keep in touch with your friends. Yeah, I kept them for a while. Back then it was pen pal. Okay, it was the only way to do it. Or you would make arrangements to like go visit for like a Shabbat um, later. You would go up to see like go on Staten Island and visit your friend from camp. Uh, okay, was it a mixed gender? It was mixed gender, but every dorm was every bunk was yeah one or the other. That's still probably done now, right? Yeah, ours was all boys. Yeah. Uh, and there were girls' bunks, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so, the girls' bunks were on a separate side of the camp. Oh, really? So weird to say camp with Jews over and over again. Yeah, they're just, they're just owning it again, taking it back, taking back control. Taking of it camp. back, it's our N word. I think it's good; they deserve it. Yeah. Um, uh, it was a uh, yeah. We can. You had to be careful about mixing there. Sometimes the boys would sneak into the girls' dorm, and uh, no way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had to be careful about that. They, what, what did you do? What was it? What was it supposed to? Well, I mean, they do they do all sorts of stuff, but uh, yeah, you'd have to just reprimand them but you couldn't tell them off the problem that's the problem because obviously they didn't understand they've done anything wrong so you know when someone doesn't understand they've done anything wrong actually telling them off doesn't work so uh, it was a difficult balance of just stopping and doing wow. bad things before they did it you know because you couldn't you couldn't really tell them off it's like yelling at a dog when he comes in all muddy exactly versus like when he comes in clean because he doesn't understand he's like I, I don't care what mud is what? Yeah. I'm supposed to come in you, I every just, time I come in you take the leash off and pet me and now I'm, I'm yeah, doing something wrong yeah. I just rolled in the garden it just happens it's raining this time yeah. <laughs> so the same thing I always do I don't get it. I don't get your standards man <laughs> yeah 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 you just want consistency yeah and you're thinking you're a gimp <laughs> did you guys do the dancing in a circle um no what do you mean then when you like the men hold hands when they dance and they just dance in a circle. Oh, like, like a Jewish. Like, no, Jewish we didn't do that. No, oh. no. Is that a thing you had to do at camp? No, but it's when you do dance on like Shabbat or like a oh, holiday. Okay. No, I don't remember doing that. I remember doing. Did you do color wars at camp? Oh yeah, color wars. Because that's a thing, isn't it? That's a that's a. It's hard to explain that to British people what color wars is. Everyone will try, I guess. Well, I like, forgot about it. It's it's like a it's a competition. So everyone gets put into a team, a color team. Yeah, there's two um, colors. All oh, right, yeah. Well, we I think we had four, but oh, yeah, right. size okay. of the camp, whatever. And then uh, it's like a kind of mixture of sports day, and there's loads of things. Like it's basically a competition, but loads of different types of competition, and each team would win one of them, and at the end there was a winner. Total points. But there was like a prize for decoration because you'd like decorate the camp in your colors. Uh, there was like a prize for outfits. There was a prize for noise. Yeah, everyone has to wear green. Everyone has to wear blue. Exactly. It's like, I'm green. On team I green. was yellow. We were the yellow 
spades. They were, oh, that was it. They were named after the um, cards. So it was like spades, clubs, you know, blue um, uh, hearts or whatever. Yellow and, um, spades. Yellow spades, yeah. And uh, noise was a big one. So the noisiest, you know, cheering and chanting and stuff. And you come up with chants and uh, anthems and stuff. And I don't know who the arbiter. I don't know who the arbiter was, or who the judge of the point system. Was. Green's got cut spirit. Yes, we do. Green's got colored spirit. How about you? There you go. You'd have got a point for that, man. It's <laughs> a great chant. Um, yeah, you and it's squeakier chair for your fucking place. So yeah, that is so squeaky. Uh, it was a whole day. Color war it took over the whole day, mm-hmm. and there's paint everywhere. The kids would go crazy. It was like their favorite the day. Paint- paintball fights do they have that no oh, i can't remember there was definitely <coughs> there was definitely paint everywhere so there possibly was some sort of paintball gun um and it was just chaos it was absolute chaos yeah every every like age would play basketball against each other and yeah. so like whoever wins that age you get a point next age gets a point yeah <coughs> and you see the standings yeah there'd be update of the um of the scores it was like, oh my god the greens are ahead it, it was so big it, was, but it like, took over. It took over your life for that day. Like it became so important. It's so important. It it mattered more than anything. And like, I would. I had friends on the blue team who I just didn't speak to that day because it's not. I don't want to speak to them. Yeah, fuck know, them. Fuck it. Fuck them. Like, yeah. I had girls that I fall in love with. I was like, you know what? Actually, oh, fuck you. I don't want to. I'm, I'm on looking the at you in a different light now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're not so attractive. You're such a blue bitch. Like that. <laughs> yeah, it's nuts. It took over the whole day. You didn't care at all two days earlier. Yeah, and now that's the only thing you can care it about. Had more than yeah, and uh, I think it brought out a real competitive spirit in me. Um, and the kids, <laughs> the kids love. But then also, you get to the end of the day when they announce the winning team, and you've got to tell three quarters of the children that they've lost. <laughs> <laughs> it's a horrible feeling. Wow. Yeah, and you just got these smug greens who fucking won, and they—I can't remember what the prize was, but the I think, I think they got a disco, they got a party or something, and the, everyone else was excluded from the party. Really? For not winning? Like yeah. Survivor? Yeah. So you yeah, get yeah. one day massage? Yeah, they get a, a special treat day. Um, it was a—it uh, was, was pretty full on actually. Wow. And then the next day, it's forgotten about. No one ever talks about color. <laughs> no evidence. Again everything's gone until the next year. <laughs> and like you know, one year. Green dominated this. Yeah. It's been a long time since Green's come back. Yeah. Big, big comeback for the Greens. Yeah. And then next year you're going to be put on a different team. How many years did you do it for? I only, I only did one year. Oh. It was one of my big regrets. I wish I'd gone back. Um, but uh, I basically did my first stand-up gig there. I did my first stand-up gig at the talent contest. What? So, really? Yeah. There was a staff talent contest at, uh, at Round Lake Camp. Before Round the, Lake? Round Lake Camp, it was called, yeah. And uh, it was before the kids got there. And I just entered doing stand-up because I thought, oh, that'd be fun. I've always wanted to do it and I'm, you know, I'm never going to do it otherwise. So I did it and uh, won the contest because the stand-up was so low. Uh, and, uh, and then I hosted all the shows, like all the kids' shows after that because I, like, you know, I was like the funny guy, I guess. Uh, and, uh, and that was like kind of my first gigs. My first gigs were in wow. front of autistic children. <laughs> Good audience, probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't get any jokes. Uh, <laughs> they didn't have wordplay. Uh, but I... Uh, um, yeah, it was a pretty baptism of fire, really. Wow. Yeah. Dude, I had so much fun. We used to go on like Shabbos walks, we called them, which were the dates. What's, what do you mean? But you can't really go on a date, but everyone has these hormones raging. Sure. And so you liked girls, you know? And so on the Sabbath, on Shabbat, Shabbos, yeah. um, there was no activities. You couldn't do archery and all these things. Right. So it's like, it was mostly just like you go to prayers in the morning and, and lunch and dinner and then it's pretty much all free time and so during that free time you'd ask a girl to go on a Shabbos walk right which is just you and someone you like walking and talking 
Nice. And then at the end of that, you either had an announcement to make to the rest of your age group or you didn't. What would the announcement contain? We're going out now. Oh, okay. I thought it was going to be more explicit than that. No. Oh, yeah, no. Oh, no. I mean, the most you got is hand-holding. Oh, okay. No kissing. But then, I mean, some of the bad kids did. (laughs) But it would have been closed mouth. Yeah. Like pecs. Yeah. Um, Oh, man. That's a... That's a real big moment for you guys. A Shabbat walk. Yeah. I had a girlfriend. I'm just remembering now. Rachel something. And um, Look at your eyes. You're looking so... Yeah, I just remembered her. I had a, teary. I had a... I had... I was like into her. We were like... We were going out. And then I almost fell off a roof. Oh. And I got really scared. And I had a crisis of faith where I'm like, why would God let that happen? Even though it didn't let anything. I was so overly emotional. I just spent like the day crying in bed. And saying like, I don't believe in God. What were you doing on the roof? That's my first question. Playing around. Okay. Just fucking around. You know, lighting fires. Yeah. <laughs> just okay, regular yeah. stuff. Um, and then she was like, well, then I can't go out with you anymore if you're not in the car. If you can't stay stable on a roof, you're not my kind of guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I forgot about her. I no, and she's not the crisis. one. Don't worry about it. She's not the one. And what if she was? Maybe. <laughs> Dude, I would love to look her up now. See what the 14-year-old became. She'd have to be in her mid-40s. Yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah, she might be a grandmother. <laughs> what if I have any friends that are grandparents? Um, talking about hooking up, yeah. staff. Oh, yeah. What? Staff at the camp, not including me, but a lot of them were banging, just like banging left, right, and center. Where? Just everywhere. By like, Round Lake? Around the lake, in the woods, near the bear, probably. Like in the like between the cabins. So obviously, they wouldn't do it in the cabins because the kids were there, but they would do it like outside between the ca- in the gaps between them. No way, but at there's night. windows. Well, yeah, but you're like the kids are sleeping. It's dark, it's dark. No one can really see. And uh, oh yeah, there's always room underneath the and like bunks. in the gym and stuff, like in the sports bit and what on the basketball courts. Like just people, would, it was just animals everywhere. Just but fucking. Here's the thing: I didn't know about it. I didn't know about it until the final week of camp. And I remember me and my friend Steve, we were both really innocent and just like no girls were interested in us at all. And uh, I remember saying to someone, uh, going, ah. Oh, God, it's weird that more people haven't been getting together, you know, because there's a lot of you know, young people. And they were like, mate, what are you talking about? Everyone's been fucking. And I was like, what? Everyone's been fucking? What? When has that been happening? And, like, and they were like pointing people out going, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Harry fucked Rachel. And I was like, what? Harry and Rachel? How did I not know about this? Oh, it's so embarrassing. It's Everybody's like, been fucking. Literally everyone was fucking. And I just wasn't invited to the party. There was a girl that I loved called Lara, who I just like got on really well with. I was like, nah, she's great. But I never thought of making a move. And then I found out she'd been fucking a guy called Alex the whole time. No way. Like the whole time. Heartbreaking. I mean, how old were you? 19. I was 19. But she yeah, was, your she, hormones are raging too. Yeah, she was only 18. She was American. She was younger. And like, I, just, I was just this little prepubescent kid that I looked so young. And... Uh, so- you could have if you had some game. You could have turned oh, it. Oh, sure. And I was a stand-up comedian as well. I was the cool kid. <laughs> I just didn't know how to use it. And, uh, oh, man, it was gutting. I think if I'd gone back the second year, I'd just take it as a given that everyone would have been fucking and I could have got in on it. But I was so naive. Damn. I was going to bed early. I was like, where is everyone? <laughs> Why is it so quiet out? Dude, I was at a party, a house party, when I was in, like, I guess it was 17. Yeah. And me and my buddy were in another room watching some... Kevin Costner movie. We're like, that's cool. And then we got back in the room. Everyone got weird. And we were gone for like 30 minutes. And it's like, what happened? I found out later they had a Spanish sword fight. What does the, was you with the... With it the is when 
however many men and however many women, boys and girls in this case, lined up and the guy would take their dick out and the women have to blow, blow get the guy to come, blow the guy. Oh. And whoever gets their guy to come first wins. Oh, wow. And the last guy to come, that team lose, loses the Spanish. So they tear up, men and women. Yeah. And they, the world has to try to... And it's just a qu- you're trying to come as fast as possible, which is different than most of the time. Yeah, it's like the opposite. But it's just for blowjobs, so I guess you do want to go fast. But yeah, and I was like, wait, what? And where had you gone at this point? Just another room. Like, like, <laughs> like, if, like if your roommate's out there just doing that, just having an orgy, we're just having a fun podcast about Jew camps. Yeah. And again, I was like, well, that was fun. And everyone's just kind of like button their last button. And they're like, what have you guys been doing? <laughs> just talking to you? Like, they're like, mm, same. <laughs> What's all these stains on the? Why, is it, <laughs> why does it smell like something weird in here? Yeah. Oh man, I've never heard a Spanish sword fight. That's who proposes that? How do you? I don't know. I don't know who brought it up. These kids were so much cooler than I was. Yeah. Yeah. Who? Someone's who, learned that before and then gone in with that in their head. They must have planned that. You don't just no, you're not just stumbling across that. Either. No, and be like, hey, you know, what would be a good idea. Now that those other two guys are gone, now we have an even number of boys and girls. <laughs> um, that's it. You left, and that even up the numbers. Something like that. Like, finally, 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 even the maths, Stevens. The maths is aligned. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, one girl has to go bat, bob back and forth, go one hand, one mouth. Yeah, yeah. Or one of you's gonna have to get on the, you know, stand over the guy. Yeah. Well, you're gonna have to take each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which? Oh, right. We just take each other, yeah. and that's like a. Oof. Hey, the game's the game. It's a game. <laughs> it's a, are you into competition why or is it not? A Spanish short fight. I don't know quite why it's Spanish. What are the Spanish doing? Is that why they have so many siestas? They're doing that every to do that to have knackered blowjob contests, yeah. come contests. I mean, I get the, the simplicity of the game. You can't argue with it. No, it's quite easy. Like, did you come? Then that, then you're out. You're a win. <laughs> yeah, you win. Uh, so. Wow, you have to deal with that while you're sleeping? Yeah, if yeah, if there's any kind of emergency, there's a big siren. That's annoying, actually. It's a main street, too. So main. It's such a main street. Um, I Is there an issue with... Because if you're the winner, if you come first... Yeah. The game's over then, surely. Hey, the, you the, might play to all the positions, right? Because I would, would want to be like, no, no, guy, let's just keep going. If you're the last guy, is the girl just stopping? Right. Right, because once the second Alaska, even if you forget, let's say you name one winner, sure, then everyone else could stop, but you're like, yeah. let's see all the places. But once four out of five, yeah. so three out of five have finished, then the next one finishes, then it's the last one's already over. Why, why play yeah. it out? Why play it out? What's the, I guess, unless you get in the times. I mean, in a seven-game series in the playoffs, if the first team wins the first four, you don't play the next three games. Right, yeah. It's done. And that guy. Oh, that guy would be sucked. Like, what? Well, can we just. Just. Kick? You took like, too long. It's like, well, you fucking weren't great. No pressure. <laughs> we too both, toothy. We've both messed up here. We've both messed up. <laughs> let's go to the other room and fucking. Let's, let's switch partners real quick and take notes and come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Maybe, maybe if the first one finishes, that girl then goes on to the final and one. And to help the last one. Just give like a, like a substitution or something. I don't know how it would work. Oh, yeah. <laughs> jump in there like I'll handle balls you keep staying with the head <laughs> I'll be on ball patrol oh, there's this fighting uh, organization uh, in Russia only which is like not just MMA but like multiple person MMA oh, right. so it's like two on two or three on three Yeah. but that means once one guy taps once one guy's out then oh. that means it's now a three on two oh, 
So you and I are evenly fighting me on top of you, but 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 your buddy just beat one of my buddies. So then all of a sudden somebody's punching me in the fucking head. I'm trying to tap you. And then it's over. As soon as one guy is out, it's like boom, boom, boom. Oh, that's a nightmare. Yeah, and then you have three on one so just fucking one, pummeling the guy. If you've got one weak link, then you're... You're fucked. Yeah. Yeah. Because even you, no offense, but even you, if you're like helping someone else... It's impressive. The, the fucking, the fight would turn. Yeah, 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 yeah. Physically impressive, yes. That's what you meant, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. That's what I meant. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Man, that sleepaway camp was so fucking fun. But that Spanish thing didn't happen at your camp. That happened after camp. Yeah, yeah. In in in. But that was probably grade. the sort of stuff that was going on at my camp. I probably. Didn't know about like probably when I was like fast asleep in my little cabin, a meter at the other side of the wall, there was probably someone having a full-on Spanish sword fight. <laughs> I love how all the counselors were fucking. I never considered that, but they would have had to do that at my at my camp too. Yeah, your counselors would have been banging. Yeah, we ha- we found a porno mag from one of the counselors. And he had to explain to us what it was. Oh no, that it was left there. It's not something he reads, but he was just like watching it. We took his word for it, but now looking back, it's like whatever. The guy got a Playboy. Who cares? Yeah. Oh man, that'd be mortifying. Yeah, he said he found it in the woods. <laughs> Why? Who leaves their pornos in the woods? Yeah. F- and then, and then he was waiting to dispose of it properly. Yeah, we all took his word for it. But what do you mean properly? Trash can, just yeah, throw it no, away. I need the right time. <laughs> Man, I did not know what adults were up to. Yeah, you. By adults, now I'm looking, realizing now, seventeen, eighteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that because I've got friends who are now teachers, right? Yeah, quite a lot, and. Uh, I know, I obviously see what they're up to because they're doing different, the same stuff all 20-something people do. Uh, but when you're a kid, teachers are like these magical kind of adults, aren't they? But actually, uh-huh. they, were, they were doing all sorts of stuff. You know, they were trying to hit on the French teacher. They were trying to... They were going on dates and stuff. They were banging in the... You know, the Isn't that room. weird? It's weird now when you think about it, but, you know. Yeah, they were all just... I get those 26-year-old female teachers who fuck their students. <laughs> it's like that kid's 17 and he's fucking on the football team. He looks like he's 24. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't. I'm not saying do it, but I get it. I wasn't that kid. No, no, none of us were going to be that kid. kid. That kid. <laughs> I reckon that kid though, their life can't be that good after that. It's downhill. Like, if you're banging the teacher at 17, what can you do after that? Like, what university's going to be a letdown? Letdown. You're like, well, there's a lot of hot checks. Like, yeah, but nobody on that level. No one. No. The only adult. Yeah. 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 We're a bunch of children, and I fucked an adult. Yeah. You just everything's gonna be rubbish. Like you're gonna. Also, she knew what she was doing. If you're the type of woman who fucks seventeen year olds, mm. you're, you're not giving a standard blowjob. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what no. I mean. You're yeah. setting the bar. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I guess. But the other option is that maybe she's only doing it to seventeen-year-olds, so maybe the standard doesn't need to be that high. Oh, right. So she's just like, you know what? Actually, it's easy. You just like put your tongue on it. It's like what we were saying over lunch, like for really famous comics who have easy gigs because they, you know, the crowd really love them. You know, it's like that. Like, so why work hard? Play, she's playing to a really easy dick. Oh, dude, to blow a seventeen-year-old, they must just be like their whole body must get shocked over and over, like, like every moment, she must be like, I'm good at this. I don't like, have to if improve. I was entering a Spanish sword fight and I had to blow someone, I'd be picking the seventeen-year-old straight away, like the just yeah, not up. Oh, no, yeah, they're gonna come. No fast. personal reason, just to win the game. Yeah, but purely for winning reasons. And you got to think when you're that young, your cum smells better. Like when ch- when children poop, it's like <laughs> almost it? smells like like fine. You know, a child's okay. pu- poop. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it must be like pure and bright. <laughs> this has got so graphic. 
<laughs> you, do all your podcasts get this? Disgusting? No, just sometimes. I met these girls in Myanmar, these uh, Canadian girls, and they found out I had a podcast. I like, well, listen. And then she's like, all right, I try, it took me fucking nine hours to download it because of the Wi Fi here. <laughs> but also, I mean, immediately you start talking about fucking retarded kids. And I'm like, uh, maybe that wasn't a good one. No. <laughs> she's like, it was like in the first minute. I couldn't do it. And I was like, that's fair. Don't worry about it. It's she not for you. nine hours to download. Yeah. And then she's like, I'm out. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I hope there is someone who's t- spent that long to download did, this. I've <laughs> Spanish short parts. Did you ever go do those uh, like hikes and stuff at the sleepaway camp? Uh, no. No, we didn't really leave the camp. You did not? No, we're not with the kids. We'd have day offs and go to like, Scranton and watch the f- cinema or something, but... Uh, no, we didn't really do any activities outside of camp. No, oh, so we had like a, we had like a day into town where it was like a walk all day, go buy groceries and come back. Oh right, with the kids would go. Yeah. Oh right, no. It was no. like a two three hour hike oh. through the woods, then then road. That feels like a really easy activity day for the camp. They're just like, oh yeah, we'll go for a walk. Mm-hmm. We don't have to plan anything. Yeah, it's like go buy. What do you want? Apples, fluff, or nutter? Just go to Walmart. That's that's an hour. Mm-hmm. And come back, and it's yeah. like look at us planning stuff. Yeah. Did you do like rowing and things like that? What kind of activities did. did you like? So we had a massive lake, huge lake. Round lake. It was, it was famous. Yeah, it was called Round Lake. Yeah. And okay. uh, it had uh, um, banana boats and like uh, jet skis. Oh, it was that big? Uh, it was big, yeah. And it had uh, one of those trampolines in the middle of the lake. What? That was the coolest thing in the world. Oh, my God. Yeah. That Wait, was really cool. and, and a, a platform to jump onto it? Uh, no, it was just floating in the middle of the, the lake. Just flat. You, yeah, to, it was like an inflatable. Uh, uh, trampoline and you wow. swim out to it climb onto it and then jump and jump off it and stuff uh, and then there was um, yeah canoes kayaks uh, but the thing is the kids often because of their learning difficulties you, often they didn't want to do any of that stuff so half the time it was just the counsellors just bouncing around mm-hmm. the trampoline mm-hmm. like it was so much fun <laughs> like the, mm-hmm. they didn't care they didn't want to go on it um, and then there was uh, bikes there was like a, there was a nature reserve but only had a llama and a rabbit in it. That was the nature reserve. It was quite a limited uh, <laughs> nature experience. And this llama, oh my God, I've got to tell you this. I watched a kid. So this kid, um, uh, oh, I forgot his name, but he, uh, he had some you know, difficulties and he was, he was stroking the llama and he looked so happy. He was so happy stroking this llama, right? That sounds so much like masturbation. No, 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 no. He was stroking a real life llama and uh, it was like, it was doing him real good. You know, and it was like, oh, this is a nice moment. And then out of nowhere, this kid punched the llama. What? Square in the face. Like, just punched him. And the llama did not see it coming. Like, the llama went down. <laughs> like, it went down hard. And, uh, it, like, you couldn't tell the kid off either because he, he, he thought he'd stroked it. He didn't really thought he'd punched it. Oh, because he's autistic. Yeah, he's autistic. So, he, uh, <laughs> like, we just... Uh, and the sad thing about that story is that llama got sent home because he got punched. He got sent back to the sanctuary. Because he got, because he, he was deemed a threat to the kids. Because he was like, I'll attack them now because they attacked me. Well, I don't know. There was no evidence that he was going to do anything, but it was just like, oh no, he's been punched now. He might be angry, so let's just send him away. So he lost his summer job and got punched. That's well, the same reason we have for keeping Guantanamo Bay open, <laughs> where it's like they're mad at us now. We, we can't let them out. They're really yeah, going to yeah, try to yeah. kill us. We've angered them even more. Yeah. Than we got. yeah, it's like you know, but they're not terrorists. These are people who are like, yeah, but now they would be. Yeah, yeah, they didn't hate the West before, but we've just really fucked them over. Yeah. So uh, we got it. It was our fault, but we got we got to send this llama home. Yeah. Uh, it's, oh man, it was sad. We lost a llama. So then the, then the nature sanctuary was just a rabbit. Just a rabbit. Who lost his llama friend. 
Um, what else did we add? We had a zip wire. We had basketball. Zip wire is so fucking fun. So good. Wasted on autistic children, but very good fun. Oh, really? None of them want to go on it. But What? Yeah, they didn't want to go on it. Let's go to the heights. But some of the younger ones did. But the, um, uh, it was, oh my God, it was great. Yeah, you're just holding on to this strap. You know that? They must have. Yeah, they strap you. They don't make you just hold no, on. No, no, it was pretty safe. Uh, and oh, what else do we do? There was like giant Jenga and stuff like that. And like, that's fun. What's a, a Diablo? The thing with I learned good on to be good on Diablos. The, you know the where you have a, uh, two sticks and the string, and then the the spinny thing that goes on the string. Is it called Diablo? Is what I'm talking about? It's Google Diablo. Um, you'll know. It's like a circusy thing. It's like a circus. Oh, and, and you kind of spin it on the string. Why do you have... The, uh, Why do you have a password protector for your computer? Why would I not have that? Because you're at home alone. I mean, you're with... Well, your look, home. you've just walked on it, man. What? I know, but like... <laughs> I'm going to ask your password so I can look up Diablo. Are you looking it up? I'm going to find it. Um, Why would I not I'm not worried. That's a good answer. Yeah, circus tricks. Here we go. Is it like thunder it's sticks? This, it's, it's, um, yeah, it's that thing. Let's see. Yeah, I like maybe it's Thunder Six. Oh, those are on the string. You see it? Oh, With the two. The st- oh, it's like so a spinner. It's two sticks, one string in between the sticks, and then a spinner thing on the sp- on, oh. and then you throw it up in the air and then catch it on the string. Wow, it's so good. So I would just spend hours every day in the in the kind of sh- the grass area doing that on my own when I was supposed to be looking after children. But interesting picture. Playing Diablo in front of some llamas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which is look, a strange thing to come up really like quickly. They've never been punched. They've never. <laughs> they look really smug llamas. Um, but yeah, camp was great. Just talking about it makes me happy. It does, right? What a fun. It's just a very pure time. It's, a very, it's such a bubble as well. Like, I, didn't, I didn't use my phone very much. I, no. didn't, I didn't go on the internet. So what they're doing now. Okay, so you did it. How many years ago was this? 2009 I did it. 2009. Yeah, so, so now what they're doing, my sister's sensor kids... Both of them send their her kids to camp. Yeah, I'm like, how do they handle cell phones? They confiscate them. Wow. They say not allowed. Don't bring them, or if we find them, it'll definitely be confiscated. So just don't bring them. All right. Um, and then they allow them. I think like maybe they hold on to them, and they said like for like an hour a week, you can use it to call home or something like that. But we yeah. just use pay phones and like call home. Yeah. If we had to, but like or go to the office and be like, I need to call home because you know my insulin's I spilled half of it, so I need more. Right, yeah, for a yeah, reason, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember we had one hour internet access internet. a night. I think max one hour every day. Yeah, if we wanted, it, staffed it. Okay. Um, oh. But like it got because it was so limited. You're like, oh, I don't really want it, and you realize you don't need it. You don't need it. You don't need it. So you sort of check Facebook every four days or something, and you know. And then fine. you slowly realize, like, I'm not missing anything. I don't miss anything, and it was such a happy little world that I lived. And then as soon as I left, I was like, ah, oh, give my phone, give my phone, and just like consumed everything. But uh, and I've never looked back since. But <laughs> I um. Yeah, I didn't use my phone once, I think. Wow. Isn't it crazy how addicted we are? Where as soon as you're done with something, like, I need to catch up. I need to fill the... And we know we don't need it. We know we don't need it. We know we don't need to check. You go on vacation for three days and you come home and you're like, wow, I haven't checked anything in three days. And you're caught up in two hours. Yeah. Nothing's gone wrong. Yeah. So like, if I can catch up in two hours, let's say it's even seven hours over three days. Yeah. Then why am I on the phone for six hours per day? Yeah. Inefficient. Inefficient. Yeah. So inefficient, but you don't. Your mind just don't. I wish maybe it'd be good if you could just ch- tell your phone not to let you go on it for certain periods. Not to what? Like to make your phone like block you for a few. Yeah, like I want a that. Day. I want that. But then you you do worry you miss something. 
But yeah, but then it's like you're not, just, you're not missing. You couldn't, something. you couldn't go anywhere near it. And also, you didn't feel like you wanted it because everything was there. Like all your friends were there. Like why would you need to go on your phone? That's the thing. What phone should be is toilet reading. Yeah. You know? But it, you end up using it when it's like my friends are right here. Now I'm gonna go to the bathroom as an excuse. I don't really have to pee, but I'm gonna go as an excuse to check my phone. So check and then you stay there by the sinks or like with your dick out at the urinal, not peeing anymore. And just like checking Twitter and all that stuff, and like I'm leaving my good life to check my virtual life. Yeah, or I'm I'm putting things about my actual life on the virtual life. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm wasting the, the good life. The vir- yeah, um, you're like I have to like take a picture of this, and it's like yeah, but you're also just not living it now. Yeah, yeah, just enjoy the thing. Embedded journalist. But like I say this all the time, and I don't do it. What I do, I'm so deep yeah. in it that I can't do anything about it. Well, that's what addiction is. You can't, you can't yeah, just yeah. stop. It's sad, isn't it? What do we do? I don't know. I guess we should keep doing it. Guess we should, yeah, man. Guess we should someone will figure something out. Or we'll make any drastic changes. <laughs> um, would you send your kids to sleepaway camp? Definitely. I think it. It's I, so fun. I watched the kids actually grow up as well, which was nice. You, you what know, do you mean? A, a kid would come in at the beginning, and you know they'd be shy. You know, I remember there's one kid called Alec. He was very shy. Didn't have any friends. And um, by the end of this camp, he had his first ever girlfriend. And he um, was, like, really mo- loads more confident. And, wow. And it was, like, one of the most rewarding things I've ever seen. I just watched him, like, grow Blossom. Grow in, yeah, blossom into himself. I mean, he was, like, 13 years old, and he was, you know, he was quite a high-functioning um, kid with Asperger's. And uh, he was just very shy. You know, he was, he obviously always found it hard in mainstream schools. And then at this camp, he kind of got this confidence that he'd never seen before. And, he, um, yeah, he just, like, as he, when he left that camp, he was so happy. And he was miserable for the first two weeks. And wow. I spent the whole time trying to like cheer him up, and then he suddenly became happy, and it was like brilliant. Wow, I love that. I love that. Yeah, that's what it was a lot too, where it was really just like, yeah, blossoming into this like, you make friends, and you're doing stuff. You're away from your parents, aren't you? Like, you're, so I guess right, you're on your own for the first time. You have new, you have new people telling you what to do, but like, they're not the same standard ones. No, and they're all pretty. They're like giving you a lot more freedoms than normal. Yeah, you know. And also, you just have to learn to deal with different people mm-hmm. than your parents. And I think that's a healthy thing to learn, isn't it? Yeah, where you know, you know how to deal with them, the, the tricks to use, and like yeah. how to speak to them, and now it's speaking to new people. Because here in Britain, the first time I was really away from my parents for a long period of time was university. Like, that's the first time I was actually, like, for more than a week, maybe on holiday. I, was, <sighs> I went to uni at 18 years old, and that was the first time I'd lived away. Whereas if I'd gone to camp for six weeks, that would have been like a sort of early introduction to that life, wouldn't it? But. So I just got to uni at 18, didn't know how to cook, <laughs> didn't, didn't, you know, rang my mum twice a day, you know, that was quite a special case. But, uh, <laughs> such a nerd. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when I started at, at university and I had spent a couple years in Israel, so I had some like growing up and plus I grew up with like a latchkey kid, so I knew how to cook and do laundry ah, yeah. on my own, but I would go do laundry in the laundromat on campus and I saw this like rich kid just kind of like looking at me and then looking back at his laundry machine and then kept looking at me. And then I just, I could just sense, I'm like, oh, you have no idea what you're doing here. Yeah. How does this work? And then it's like, I should have, looking back, I should have been like, let me help you through this. But I was like, fuck well, you, you rich kid. Him. No, fuck that rich kid. Struggle. I had to do this all through high school myself. Every yeah. time I wet my bed, I had to fucking wash my own sheets. Oh, man. That's all you could do is oh, figure it out grim. yourself. Oh, no, I was molly cuddled big time. You were what? I was molly cuddled so much by my mom. You were what? Mo- is that not a word you have? Molly cuddled? Means like wrapped in cotton wool. Oh no, you know, I like looked it. after so much. Like by your mom, she, she did everything for me. Uh, so as a result, when I got into university, I was just like this pathetic little. <laughs> you were that guy. Look after myself. Yeah. I wasn't the posh kid. I was just like, just like I was just like the kid who 
didn't know how to do anything. No real world experience. And then when you start cooking like ramen first, top ramen, where you're like, add water. Okay, I'm cooking. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, noodles. I was like, this is amazing. I'm so, yeah. And then, yeah, after by second year, I could sort of roughly feed myself. It was a slow process. It was such a slow process. Even now, I feel like I'm behind. I can't believe all the counselors were fucking. That makes so much sense. <sighs> yeah, it was, man. And some of them are still together. I went to, I've been to a few weddings. From people they met there? People who met there. Wow. Um, and thankfully, Lara and Alex did not stay together. Uh, the girl that I loved, they, they broke up. Do you, know uh, what, do you know her last name? Don't tell me, but do you know it? I do know it, yeah. I'm can we look her up on Facebook? Yeah, if you want, yeah. Can I see who? Can yeah, I, I can see show her? you, yeah. Yeah. Um, she's, I'm still friends with her. I, still, I follow her on Instagram. Really? Um, From 10 years ago. That's great. Oh, yeah. Show me her yeah, Instagram. Her she, Instagram's um, her best life. She, okay, I'll show you. Uh, she, um, she's really nice. She liked, I think she's, um, she's like got a cool life now. Um, but she lived in the Hamptons. She was like a... Oh, it's so rich. Yeah. Dude, my friend got married to a lady who had a house in the Hamptons. And so they put us all up there during the wedding. They were so rich. And we stayed in the guest quarters, which is slave quarters. Oh, right. And the shower slave. in the slave... I mean, it's just recently been converted, I guess. But the showers in the slave quarters were nicer than any shower I've ever been in. It had like those seven different heads from the side, from the top. Oh, my God. I never want... Multiple, I, I've never heard of more than two shower heads. That's mad. Yeah. Uh, right, where is she? Um, I'm trying to get you a photo of this. Um, but, uh, I mean, there she is, the, 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 uh, the, the lighter haired one. Um, not bad, cute. She was great. She was beautiful. You loved her. I actually loved her. But she just saw me very much as a friend. Don't like it. I'm not going to like it. I'm not going to like it. <laughs> she, she, very, she very much saw me as a friend. <laughs> you played, no, no, don't. She, um, Let's see her in action. She, well, meanwhile, she was banging out with guys. And I can't she, believe she it. She fisted me here in Edinburgh. The she year fisted after. you here? No, no, not fisted. Visited. Oh, that's too bad. No fisting. Uh, I, uh, she visited me in here in Edinburgh. Really? And, um, really? Did you hook up with her then? Well, or you had a no, girlfriend? No, this is the most embarrassing story of my life. What happened was, it was my first time here at the Edinburgh Fringe. I was doing a week. Uh, yeah, she was with the yarmulke on. Oh, yeah. Happy Hanukkah. Yeah, yeah. She was, yeah, she was a Jewish princess. Um, uh, she um, came visiting me here at the Fringe, came and saw me do a show. Yeah. I was, I was really new, you know, but it went all right. And uh, she'd come all the way up from London. She was visiting her friends in London. And she'd come all the way up for four hours, right, just to see me. And that didn't twig anything in my head. Like, nothing in my head did I, did I think, oh, this is a good sign. <laughs> it's amazing how you're like, we're such morons. Like, so oh. moronic. She was coming for one night. I remember saying to her, are you sure you're going to come? Like, it's a long way for one night. She's like, yeah, I want to see you. I was like, great, cool, all right, we'll hang out. And she was like, where can I stay? I was like, oh, you can stay at mine. Like, I'll sleep on the sofa. And then, so she came, watched my gig. It was quite late at night. That was your first year? First year, right? Oh, And I just did 10 minute spot and it went fine. And then afterwards, after the gig, I was like, right, now I can go for a drink with her and then maybe, you know, she might want to let me kiss Try to her. win her over. Yeah. So, but then she, she, after the gig, she went, oh, I'm really tired, Steve. I want to go to bed, right? And I interpreted that very literally as, oh, she's actually, she's tired. Like, she wants to go to sleep. And I was like, damn it, this has gone badly. Like, she obviously doesn't like me. I think she wants to just go to sleep and forget she ever came up here. And we went all the way back to my flat. And now in hindsight, she was flirting with me the whole way, but I just didn't pick up on it because I was such an idiot. And uh, got back to the flat. She got into my bed and she was like, oh yeah, just come sleep in the bed. It's fine. 
and then she was wearing like barely anything in the bed. And I, because I honestly, I know you're looking at me like I'm an idiot. I, I just thought she wanted to go to sleep. So I just went to sleep next to her. And I just slept there next to her the whole time thinking, oh, I really want to just kiss her. But she won't, I can't, I don't want to be rude or anything. So I just fell asleep next to her. And she must have been laying there thinking, I have traveled four hours for this guy. And I've just what made it so fuck? obvious that I want to go to bed with him. And he's just laid next to me. And just, she's just laying there like, um, what was she? She must have hated me. You could have hooked up with her. That would have been great, I know, man. I know. I mean, you ended up meeting your girlfriend that 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 year no, anyway. The, no, it was the year after. But, oh. but that was a, that was a slow year. That was a slow year. That one. Oh fuck, that's a dude. Bad that's a girls, for man. sure. It's like they're, they're like, listen, I can't say I can't give you the consent they talk about in college blogs. It's just too obvious and it's awful. <laughs> no. I can't do that. No. But I can say fucking come lie in bed with me. Come lie in bed with me. I'm going to wear nothing. Oh. And I, was, I remember being nervous about touching her. Like I was laying on. I was like, oh, don't touch her, Steve, because she'll think you're trying to make a move and she'll think you're a creep. So I just like, I just like, <laughs> I just like, I just like occupied the smallest part of the bed. Just like in a little corner. She keeps rolling over and you keep pushing She's away. She's getting nearer and nearer. <laughs> oh my God. What did I do? And I loved her so. It wasn't like I just wanted to sleep with her. I like adored her. Liked her. And, uh, Oh, God. I hope she listens to this and hears me apologize for that because she must hate me for that. She, well, she must not hate. She must think I was just weird. She must think, what was An she idiot. Thinking? Yeah. And then, and then she probably thought, too, was like, am I not attractive? Yeah, yeah. She probably thought I didn't like her. Maybe, like, I guess she didn't... It's the opposite. I liked her too much. And then the next morning, she just kind of got up and we talked a bit and then I took her to the train station. And that was it. I don't think I've ever seen her since. Her friends are like, so how'd it go with Steve? Yeah. And she's like... I mean, I don't think he's into me. She's like, no, what? You went all the way up there. He invited you up. She goes, yeah, I misread it. <laughs> I misread it. He's, um, he's really aloof. You know, he doesn't. Oh, you wasted a whole train ticket to go up there? Yeah, I thought yeah, this was going to be my boyfriend. Pounds to go up there and just I nothing. loved him in camp. I used to fuck this other dude, but I really wanted him to make a move I was on thinking me. of Steve the whole time, but he would go to bed early and everyone else would fuck. So no. <laughs> he's such a good counselor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, it makes you sad thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, it makes me sad for you. Oh, that's God. so sad that's exactly what that is just sad it's a sad story can can we like target this podcast at her can we like Facebook advertise it directly to, so maybe she might click on it to, to try to get her just not get I don't want to win I just want her to know that that I'm sorry for that you know I don't know how I do that but okay <laughs> I can tag her if yeah. you give me your name I can tag her in this podcast so yeah, like, if someone searches your name this podcast will come up yeah yeah yeah, yeah. oh man I'm so sorry, Laura. <laughs> yeah, you should go after her again now that you're on whatever you're on. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that was cool. Is there anything you want to add about Somewhere Sleepaway Camp? Um, it was just fun. Man, it was fun to talk about it, too. I hadn't thought about it for a while. Yeah, it sounds like you had a good time. It sounds like you learned a lot at your camps. Yeah, we did studying and we did like... Yeah, uh, yeah. as you grow up, you're any, exactly right. Are still friends with anyone now? From nah, that? I'm not. It's too bad. I'm not. I don't even really remember their names. That's a shame. Yeah. But they were, yeah, they were all Jewish. Yeah, it wasn't like sort of. It was intentionally Jewish. Yeah. And not autistic. I mean, although there's tons of autistic Jews, so maybe we had some, but not. Yeah. We had one year where a guy kicked out for blowing a dude. Oh. He was fresh out of the shower. And then the guy was like, as a joke, he's like, ha ha. And he like put his mouth on it. And I don't know, the way it was presented to us was like, where we had to kick him out because it was like crossing a line. But we're like, yeah, it was an act. I mean, he was just like a joke. He wouldn't. But now I'm like, oh, no, that was a gay kid who was like, I want to blow you. Yeah. It's a bit hard to kick him out, though, for that. Jews are not that into 
um, oh, okay. sodomy and oh, homosexuality. Okay. Orthodox Jews don't have they don't, they don't leave any room for that. They're re- yeah, they're getting that stuff in the Bible. They're yeah, not big on that. They're not big on it. Um, well, that's a shame for that kid. I hope he's all right. Yeah, he'll, he's fine. His name was Ari too, actually. Something. And we had another kid whose father. They told him his father died. What? While he was in camp, it's like his father died. Oh, but he had died. He died while this kid was at camp. Oh wow! That's so hard. they had to tell him, and he just started laughing. Why? Th- that was his reaction. Oh man! And so now, when people like get angry at someone for reacting a certain way to some sort of stress or trauma, it's like you can't hold them to that. There's things just comes yeah. out of you in different ways. Yeah, different reactions come out. Oh man, that's sad. Yeah. I don't think anything like that happened at our camp. Nothing. We don't have I remember they, they would get letters every um, every week from their parents, and they'd go and read the letters. But there was nothing. They'd write letters to their parents, even they they made the camp experience sound so rubbish. You know, their letters. They'd be like, "I have done archery." Uh huh. They'd miss out all the actual cool stuff we'd done. They'd just be like, "I went swimming," <laughs> and like, "No, no, no, tell them." Tell them about that amazing trek we got. Like, tell them about the bear. They don't, the bear. Know how, they don't know how to present like actual things like, oh, we yeah. were all so scared. It was so frightening. We all yeah. had to huddle up. What an amazing moment. They just go, there was a bear. Yeah. We shot archery. Yeah. Um, the zip line was fun. Come on, use some adjectives, guys. <laughs> Create some jeopardy. I send, every once in a while, I send a postcard to my girlfriend. I'm on the road, gone somewhere, and I do things like that sometimes. I was met a friend. He is cool. Seattle is fun. I had a beer. It was she has called it on her fridge, and her friends are like, "Oh, is, is your new boyfriend all right?" Is he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. What's your Twitter address, Steve Bugeja? Yeah, Steve Bugeja, B U G E J A. Yeah. And Instagram as well. Get me on there. Okay, people can find you on that. Steve Bugeja, com- comedian, I think it is, or comedy. You're a funny comic. You're one of the examples I've told you was like a legit like possibility of like entertaining theme hour. Um, yeah, you were very kind about my first hour. It was great, yeah. man. It was great. That's actually still on YouTube. You can watch that one for free. Really? Yeah, Steve Bajer day release is on there. Full day full, release, full show. All right, if you guys want to see like what I what I think of as like as a quality fucking you know Edinburgh style hour, that's a good one. Yeah, and then yeah, then I'm taking this show on uh, tour around the UK. Okay. Yeah, please come yeah. to the please. <laughs> yeah, you'll get some people that I know that are fans of mine from the UK that'll see you for sure. Thank you. Yeah, say something to him. And Give him some Laura. drugs that he won't do. And also Laura. If Laura could just come. <laughs> you think she's single? Oh, I don't know. I haven't been on, that's the first time I've been on her Instagram for ages. Don't like it. <laughs> it's like I didn't think that, but you're right. I should have thought of that. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's one of my favorite things. They're like, show me the girl. And you're just like, 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 like. You're like, no, no. Like really old photos. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, I just got 17 likes in a row from this guy. Yeah. It's over. <laughs> oh, man. All right, I might go to actually Jackie Novak right now. Oh, yeah, your friend. Yeah, I'm not friends with her, but I know her. Oh, I might quickly go and watch my friend uh, at the courtyard. I'm going over there. Is that where your friend is? Yeah. All right, sweet. Yeah, come. Thanks for having me on your podcast. Yeah, always good to see you again, man. Love to see you. Yeah. Well, I know I'm going to be, I'm going to be the man who wakes up next to you. When I go out, yeah, I know I'm going to be, I'm going to be the man who goes along with you. If I get drunk, well I know I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the man who gets drunk next to you. And if I heave up, yeah I know I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the man who's heavering to you. But I would walk 500 miles and I would walk 500 more to be the man who walked 5,000 miles to fall down at you. 
Okay, that's the episode. Thank you very much, Steve Bourget. It's fun hanging out with you, man. You're a cool guy. I mean, you're a nerd, but you're a cool guy. Um, this, people still haven't written back to me. Um, anyway, yeah, sleepaway camp was fun. It really was. Did you guys go to sleepaway camps? There's day camps too, but then you got to come home. Sleepaway camps, you really... Locked into your bunk. You're really locked in with friends. It really is closest to like staying in a hostel in Southeast Asia. It's the closest experience of childhood to that. Um, I mean, dorms, you know, that's the same as hostels. I wet my bed a lot in those sleepaway camps, dude. I wet my bed a lot. It was a, it was a problem. Actually, it didn't end up being much of a problem, to be honest. I had one talking to from a counselor, and that was about it. And then some kids got pissed on with those below me <laughs> oh one time we had some guy i remember a couple memories of sleepaway camp this should probably be an intro oh well uh one guy had his father tell him had somebody tell him his father died like the counselors had to come in the administration like your father died and he laughed that was his reaction was laughter that's why when people go like when tr- people try to catch a me too or or the fucking somebody says something racist, somebody said something you know quote unquote wrong. When they're like, well, why would your reaction be like that if 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 you were innocent or something like that? Because you can't tell people's reactions; they're so varied. This guy laughed when his father died. It wasn't like he was happy about it. He was a fucking what eighth grader. He was fourteen, thirteen, something like that. 
so like you just don't know how people are going to react. It was uncomfortable, and it's like, what, what do you what do you want to do? Um, but man, good times. Zipline. I remember. I think that's where I. I think sleepaway camp is where I got my love of nature, and then I lost it for like twenty five years, thirty years, and then re like rediscovered it. But it was put in place in these sleepaway camps where they really do. What is it? What is it with sleepaway camps and and Native Americans? Why is that the matchup? You know, it's like, oh, we're out in nature, you know, like the Indians. So let's just name all our stuff. Or, or it could just be like regular Jews who were just like camping. Can't you make it REI themed? Can't you make a Patagonia theme? Anyway, that's the episode. Guys, don't forget to check out Joe Rogan's uh, special right now. Um, honestly, when he says this is the most offensive special, I mean, that fills me with good thoughts. Um. Yeah, let Steve Bougea know if you like the podcast, and uh, I guess that's it, right? Um, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what I'm going to do in the outro. I almost forgot this. Here's one of my memories for um, Sleepaway Camp. It was listening to Eddie Murphy. It was also listening to Hart. Uh, I remember there was Hart, there was Billy Joel, but like Uptown Girl. I remember listening to Uptown Girl in fucking... In sleepwear camp and thinking like, oh, this is pretty cool. But discovering music, you know, you're in, you're in fucking fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth grade, something like that. Um, yeah, you discover music, and I discovered heart, not the cool heart, not the cool heart from like Barracuda. I remember discovering. I, I mean, I discovered a few bands like this. Chicago, I always thought was a lame like emo band, and then Dom Barris had to be like, oh no, dude, they were actually really legit for once, and then they just became lame. Um, but what was I going to say? Oh, I remember listening to heart, like these dreams, these dreams go on when I close my eyes, every moment I'm asleep, I live another life. Oh. And then you hear that old stuff, Barracuda, and you realize like, you guys were a badass fucking classic rocks band. And then they got fucking ballady. It's the same shit that happened to Chili Peppers. Same shit happens to lots of bands. You get ballady, you start to suck. Um, but I liked them then. I mean, I was an emo little kid. Um, so maybe I'll play. Maybe I'll play Heart. These dreams on the outro. But honestly, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna take you back to where I was as like I don't know, 14 year old. 82? When was this? Hold on. Yeah, okay. It was released in 84. I mean, I would have been 11, which means I would have heard it when I was 12, 13. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eddie Murphy was the biggest comedian in the world. Now, when I say that, I think that doesn't, I, I think it loses meaning because you say that about a lot of people now or your, your run is biggest in the world goes for like a little bit. He was the biggest, by, there was no second. It's we, we're too saturated now to have a biggest. We're not too saturated. It's great how much saturation there is. A lot of comedians can make livings doing, making the things they love doing. But it's too saturated to have a one biggest comedian in the world. You say who? Larry the Cable Guy? Who? Who? Dan Cook, Aziz, Kevin Hart? Nah, they're big, but it's not like everybody knew him. Eddie Murphy was the biggest. It was only Eddie Murphy and Dice were the only two that were ever the biggest in the world. Eddie Murphy's Eddie Murphy returned to stand up after 20 years and took on Bill Cosby. Wait, what? What is this? 
Did y'all make Bill get his back? You know you f***ed up when they want you to get the trophy back. This is the Mark Twain Prize for American Humor. Murphy hasn't performed stand-up comedy in, since 1987. This isn't stand-up comedy. This is an acceptance award, you fucking idiots. Come out and just talk crazy now. I would like to talk to some of the people who feel <laughs> that I should give back my dollars. They bleeped out, motherfucker. Uh, this is dumb. This is dumb. Uh, Oh, that was 2015 anyway. Well, whatever. Uh, anyway, Eddie Murphy was the biggest comic in the world. And we would, on cassette tape, maybe I'll cut all that shit. We would, on cassette tape, pass around Eddie Murphy Comedian. And we would listen to it in the bunks and on headphones. And it was hilarious. And I want you guys to hear it. Take you back to a place where you were 12 years old, 1985, let's say six. You're 12 years old, and you're hearing just the raunchiest humor that you've ever thought imaginable. And you guys, I'm telling you right now, some of this shit is going to be dated, but it was fucking huge. So I'm done. I want you guys to try to remember what it was like. Maybe listen to it with a friend. But if you don't have a friend around you, just go ahead and listen to the biggest comic. I mean, everybody heard this album. All my friends heard this. It wasn't just my friend. It's anybody you know. We would quote this shit in like during the year, during the school year, we'd quote it to make laughs like in the, in, at lunch. It, it was, it was massive. So enjoy, enjoy Eddie Murphy comedian. Yeah. 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 I'm going to listen to it too. This first track I'm already telling you right now is going to be like, how did this one slip under the radar? <laughs> All right, bye. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Steve Bujaya, for tuning in. And um, hope you guys got a great week. Enjoy your sober October. I will not. Um, yeah. All right. Bye. Videos are like a Jewish summer camp promo. Your ideas like a dobo. Ladies and gentlemen, Eddie Murphy! Thank you. Thank you too much. Too kind, far too kind. Before I even get started, before I even get started, I want to um, say, how about a big round of applause for the bus boys? Get some rules. I got some rules when I throw down. When I do my stand-up, I got rules and shit. Straight up. Um, Old people that get offended easily, y'all should just get the fuck out now. Because I do some nasty shit while I'm up here. And if you brought your kids down and thought I'd be up here with the buckwheat wig on, you wouldn't have a motherfucking surprise. 
Because I don't do none of that Saturday Night Live shit in concert. If you want to see that shit, watch it at home for free. If you paid to see it, you a stupid motherfucker. <laughs> also, faggots aren't allowed to look at my ass while I'm on stage. That's, that's why I keep moving while I'm up here. Well, if you don't know where the faggot section is, you got to keep moving. So if they do see it, it's quick and you switch it. They don't get no long stare at your shit. Start having imagination flowing on my, about my... I know what you're looking at, too, because my ass get hot. I'm afraid of gay people. Petrified. I have nightmares about gay people. I have this nightmare that I go to Hollywood and find out that Mr. T is a faggot. Really, and he'd be walking up to people going, Hey, boy. Hey, boy. You look mighty cute in them jeans. Now come on over here and fuck me up the ass. Come on. I'm gonna bend over now. Hey, boy, slow down. You're gonna mess around and come too fast. Made me get mad, I'll clench up my butt cheeks and rip your dick off. <laughs> you know, you know, you know who'd be a funny faggot? Ralph Cramden and Ed Norton. Wouldn't they be funny faggots? If Ralph Cramden leaned out the window they, one day and said, Norton! Norton, pal, come on down, I wanna show you something. Hey there, Alfie boy, what do you say to that pal of mine? You know, Norton, I've been watching you. And I know you've been watching me, Norton. You watched me. I know. So, uh, Ralph, where are you getting at? Norton, my friend, how would you like to fuck me up the ass? I know you want to fuck me, Norton. And you know that I know that you know that I know that you want to fuck me. Now, I'm going to bend over. And when I do, start fucking. Here I go. Hamana, 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 hamana. Way to go there, Alfie boy. I kid the homosexuals a lot because they're homosexuals. I, I fuck with everybody. I don't give a fuck. It's like, um, I don't mean anything by it. You can hang out with a gay person. You can't, guys, don't feel, you know, like, alienate gay people because they're gay because you can play tennis with a gay person. Really, just after the game, you say, I'm going to get a beer. What you going to do? Think I'll go suck somebody's dick. Well, I'll see you later. <laughs> you take it easy. You go suck that dick. I'm going to have the beer. Ladies are hip to it, too. Ladies be hanging out with gay people. Ladies be saying, gay men are the best friends to have. Because they don't want anything from you, you don't want anything from them. You can just hang out, you can be with them, it's fun, you can talk to them, and all that bullshit, and they be hanging out with them. You know what's real scary about that? That new AIDS shit. AIDS is scary because it kills motherfuckers, AIDS. That ain't like the good old days when venereal disease was simple. In the good old days, you get gonorrhea, your dick hurt, go get a shot, clear it right up. Then they came out with herpes, you keep that shit forever like luggage. 
know? And now they got AIDS, that just kills motherfuckers. I say, what's next? I guess you just put your dick in and explode. <laughs> girl be on the bed going, maybe I should see a doctor about this. <laughs> Kills people. It petrifies me because girls be hanging out with them. And one night they could be in the club having fun with their gay friend and give them a little kiss and go home with their AIDS on their lips. <laughs> Get home with their husband and like five years later, Mr. Johnson, you have AIDS. He goes, AIDS? But I'm not a homosexual. Sure, you're not a homosexual. <laughs> All them diseases scare me because I'm like, these, these are the fuck years for me. Like, I, this, I'm, 20, I'm in my sexual prime. This, I fuck now. You know? These are the years to fuck. This is where you do your best fucking, where you just start to learn your body and you're getting all your shoulders in on the fuck. You know? Like, 18-year-olds, let me hear y'all in the audience. See, y'all don't know how to fuck yet, see? You don't. You get 22, you start moving all this shit, making faces. You ever make them fuck faces? A cool motherfucker say. You don't do that when you're 18, it's just one expression because you'd be surprised you're fucking me. <laughs> you're a little older though. Plus, you don't have no dick control when you're 18. Ever been sitting around when you was young, man, just sitting in class and your dick get hard for nothing? You be just sitting there and your dick say, hey, what's going on in there? And that's when your teacher say, Mr. Murphy, wanna come work out this problem on the board? No, that's all right. I'll take the zero. You really, no dick control at all. It's even hard to find the pussy when you're 18. Ever had that, guys, when you be searching for the pussy down there? And your dick be sliding down and shit, and, and the girl be going, that's not it. <laughs> Is there any problem? No, ain't no problem, baby. You got a shoehorn or some shit like that? Right And this is the business to be in if you want some pussy. That's why I got in show business for pussy. I figure if Jimmy Walker could fuck, I'm fucking everybody. <laughs> being a comic, though, ain't like being no singer. The singers get all the pussy. Like the busboys, they fuck everybody. Busboys will fuck anything that moves. Come to my house, the fish stop swimming. <laughs> they don't play. The singers get pussy. Because you don't have to even be you. You have to look good and you can sing and get pussy. Just be interesting. Because this sex symbols getting pussy that's ugly motherfuckers. Because all you have to do is sing. It's something about singing. That's the business. You sing, women go crazy. Because Mick Jagger is an ugly motherfucker. <laughs> With, with big ass lips. Mick Jagger's lips so big, black people be going, you got some big ass lips. 
Them some big motherfucking lips. But he's singing. And you sing, you get over. Luther Vandross, a big Kentucky Fried Chicken eating motherfucker. But he put his shit on the other. Women go. Sing. That's all you got to do is sing. Michael Jackson, who can sing, and is a good-looking guy, but ain't the most masculine fellow in the world. See, but that's that's Michael's hooks. His sensitivity. That's what women be saying. Michael's just so sensitive. And they eat that shit up. Mike know too. He be using women in concert. I see Mike walk up to girls on the stage, be in the audience. He say, "Is it alright if I come down there and sing to you?" And the women go, "Ah!" Then if you if you don't scream, Michael get real sensitive and cry on your ass. You ever hear that record? She's out of my life. Michael go, "So I've learned that love's not possession." And I've learned of one word. Love needs expression, but I Tito, get me some tissue. <laughs> Jermaine, stop teasing. <laughs> you just sing. I like dudes with masculine voices, man, like a Teddy Pendergrass. <laughs> Teddy just come out, take the lyrics, and go, you got, you got, you got what I need. I'm scared of bitches into liking him. That motherfucker is crazy. Throw your panties on the stage. That's what's happening. I like Elvis Presley. Really, I give credit where credit is due. El- when Elvis was young, he was a bad motherfucker, boy. Elvis was bad. He was vicious. Sing his ass off. He sang so good, they let him do movies. He couldn't act. They said, "Fuck it, let him sing all his dialogue." They did everything Elvis said. They said, "Elvis, we gotta win this race. We gotta win this race." Elvis, want some lemonade? Lemonade. That cool, refreshing drink. Let him sing till it was over, too. Elvis was 42 years old. Remember right before he croaked? He would come out. His stomach was all fat and shit. And his butt be sticking out and shit. Looking like he had the shit he walked on the stage like that. I've lived a life that's full. I've traveled each and every mile over more. What's more than this? Excuse me. Sing. <laughs> the key to it. You don't even have to be able to talk to sing and get famous. Cause James Brown been singing 20 years. 
I don't know what the fuck James is talking about. I don't understand shit James said. I met him once that Saturday Night Live and walked up and said, James, I love your stuff, James said. Somebody did that. And whatever James is saying is some real heavy shit to James. Because it's real meaningful shit to James, because at the end of every sentence he ended off with, <laughs> He meant that shit that he just said, boy. Everything. He said, <laughs> you get mad, you start putting the needle back saying, what the fuck did I just miss? Seminar, the people say, <laughs> That's a James Brown lyric. He wrote that shit. He's writing a song, so I need a word here. That's good. I get this song going, all the songs sounding the same. Jamie going, Saturday, the bond of people say, I'm a dog, or the mind. Say, did he hear you? Ha! Ha! I don't know. Come the parmesan, other sand, sit in the breath, grandma, no one else. I, I, I. They made you. That, 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 people know you now. Sit down, 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 people, they jump back, want to kiss myself. Start talking to the band and lose you, right? Say, Sally Bob now. Band say, yeah. Did you? Yeah. Sally Bob now. Yeah. Band be going, what the fuck is James talking about? <laughs> I don't know what we're getting paid. Keep singing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and people take singers. They love something about singers that people just love and shit. Because I remember I did Stevie Wonder on the show once. And black people lost their motherfucking minds. I had brothers rolling up on me going, Hey, you the motherfucker I be doing Stevie Wonder? That shit ain't funny, motherfucker. Don't you never let me see you do that shit again. I'll fuck you up. Stevie Wonder's a musical genius. I have all of this album, motherfucker. I have all of them. I have music on my mind. I have motherfucking talking books. I have fulfilling it, fulfilling it, fulfilling it. Fuck it, you know the good one. I got all that shit, man. But you never let me see you do that shit again. Ever. I got mad. I was hanging out with Stevie two months ago. I said, look, Steve, I get too much motherfucking flack over this impression. I don't like doing it. I ain't doing the shit no more. Stevie said, when I feel that, I said, shut the fuck up. <laughs> but you got to cut Steve off quick, because if he get a roll going, he'll talk your ears off. You ever see Steve win a Grammy and come up and give one of them long-ass acceptance speeches? I'm saying the winner is Stevie won, and Stevie be talking about, and I'd like to say that all the people in the world today, God's children and thing, and they would just take the motherfucking award and get the award. Because if you don't say nothing, the credits would be rolling, and Stevie going, and I'd like to thank, I'd be in the car, I said, just shut the fuck up, Stevie.
I'm telling you, you're a genius and all that shit, but you're my boy, man. We hanging. I mean, like, it's nice and all that shit, but I don't, I don't appreciate all the flack. Personally, the piano and the singing, I told you I feel about singing. I ain't impressed. You want to impress me? Take the wheel for a little while, motherfucker. <laughs> I heard that shit, man. That shit wasn't funny. Then I suppose that any little sketch see the crash in the tree, right? Ha ha, very funny, motherfucker. Your mother got a wood leg with a kickstand, motherfucker. Your mother got a mouth in the back of her neck and the bitch chew like this. Motherfucker, Stephen Wonder jokes and shit. <laughs> it was just playing. I'm hot as a fuck in this thing. I, uh, I can't. If any, if you hear, if any younger people in the audience, you'll hear the ice cream man go out and give me some shit. And I know the young people can. I remember when you was little, you could hear them ice cream bells, boy. The ice cream man. Remember he would come to town and everybody would lose their fucking mind. You couldn't hear your mother calling you, but you hear that ice cream man three blocks away. And no matter what you was doing, the shit stopped when Mr. Softy came to town. You'd be playing marbles and shit. Then your mother would come to the window and start throwing change out the window saying, go get your father a toasted almond bar and get yourself a vanilla cone and get your brother's ice and spit the ice and bring me back my change. And you catch all that shit and run down the street top speed after the ice cream man. And the ice cream man always drove an extra block and shit. And I know he's seen us and shit. I think he was just in the car with his friend going, watch how fast I make you little motherfuckers run. You'd be behind him doing 50 going, ice cream! You stop the car and pull over, and you come up and say, ice cream man, uh, give me this, and give me this, and give me uh, a toaster on my ball for my father, and an ice cream, give my mother change. Thank you, ice cream man. Thank you. Thank you, ice cream man. Thank you, ice cream man. Thank you. Because you know kids, they get happy when they get ice cream. You don't eat your ice cream for like a half hour, you'd be dancing around with it going, I have some ice cream. I had some ice I had some ice And I'm gonna eat it all I'm gonna eat all the Ice cream be running all down your arm and shit I'm going to eat all of my ice cream always be one kid on the side dating with no ice cream The kids don't give a fuck, they say You don't have no ice You didn't get no you didn't get none. You didn't get none. Cause you were on the welfare. And can't afford it. He can't afford it. He can't afford it. He can't afford it. He can't. All the other kids joining me going, He can't afford it. He can't afford it. And his father is an alcoholic. He wants some ice cream. He wants some ice cream. Ice cream, ice cream, ice cream. One lick. Psych, you want some ice cream. You want to eat some of it, but you cannot have it. You want it. 
I need my ice cream. I could drop my ice cream in the pile of shit leader. Ah, the greedy motherfucker. I'm saying it's just shit. Like sprinkles, that's all. Don't let your mother catch you doing that shit, though. Your mother lose your mind when you eat some ice cream off the floor. Mother, put it on the phone. Drop that shit, too. I wouldn't know you didn't. Because your mother, boy, they don't like nasty shit. Like, if my mother caught me eating some shit off the floor, she would do. Anybody got any mothers that hit you with a shoe? I have a mother that got, she was, she was a motherfucking shoe artist. Would fuck you up with her shoe and was accurate. Hit you anywhere she wanted to hit you, any place, any time. By the time I was 10, my mother was like Clint Eastwood with her shoe. Straight up, she come walking in the room with like this. Why'd you eat the ice cream off the floor? I didn't know ice cream. <laughs> she was rough. She gets you in a supermarket too. You can be like in a supermarket and be like grabbing shit off the counter, going, "Ma, can we get this?" She go. Knock the shit out your hand, boy. Bad. And get on the telephone with my grandmother and be doing two things at the same time. It should be cooking like this. I have the phone right here. You be in the corner fucking up. You go, yeah, mama, hold on a second. Shh. you up. And God forbid she be dressed up and have them high heel shoes on, them pump Jimsons, and be standing in the doorway with my father because they hear you in the bedroom fucking up. They have that mother here and they can hear you. And they get motherfucking boomerang action on your ass. Fuck you up, you don't even know what happened to you. <laughs> Mother be at the doorway and say, wait a minute, Vernon. <laughs> Let's go. My mom's one of them, them sisters you don't hit. You can't hit sisters, period. Remember in the old days when you could beat up a woman? Remember that shit back in the 20s? Guys just smack their wives in the movies, they and they just go, oh. You can't do shit like that no more. Women be taking aerobics, they'll fuck you up, man. It's scary too, man. Especially a black woman. You hit a black woman, she lose her mind and shit. Seriously, they go crazy on you. can have a real timid sister for a girl and smack it be like, I'm gonna kill you, motherfucker. You don't hit me, goddamn. You don't hit me, shit. No, motherfucker, you don't hit me. You don't put your hands in my face. My father don't put his hand in my face. You don't hit me, man. Baby, please stop. Baby, please. Stop. Stop, baby. Hold up. Stop. Please, please. Calm down, baby. Calm down. You don't hit me, motherfucker. Just get the fuck out. Throw you out your own house, you be so scared you get the fuck out too. That's some shit, you know you scared when a woman say get the fuck out your own house and you leave. You a scared motherfucker. I had a girlfriend once, I smacked her and got all cool on it and shit. 
And then she got cool and scared me more, and she, I just left. But I slapped and got macho and said, I didn't want to do that shit, baby. But you bought that shit on yourself. Or maybe I have to do it again. She said, no, no, I did bring it on myself. I did. Um, why don't you just go to sleep? Fuck out. People are changing shit. Men are changing too, though. You, this shit that guys do now, you could, that they didn't do 30 years ago. In the old days, man, you have an argument with your girl in the car. She say, let me out here. The man will say, no, no, they won't have any of that. <laughs> Nowadays, a woman say this shit, dude say, get the fuck out. What's today's date? The 17th and shit. They got a little bit more, a little bit more summer and shit. Go to cook, don't go to cookouts. I hate cookouts, man. Stay away from cookouts and shit. If you like me, you stay the fuck away from cookouts. I don't like my family come by the house. The relatives I ain't seen like since the last cookout. You got certain relatives you just see at the cookout. And they get on your fucking nerves every year. My Uncle Gus come by the house every year. My Uncle Gus is the uncle that like to work the grill and don't let nobody touch the grill when he's around and shit. As soon as he walk in the house, he's like, get away from that grill, you don't know how to start no fire. You don't know how to start no fire, put this fire out, this ain't no fire, goddammit. Eddie, Eddie, go over there and give me all that wood, I need half a tree. Chop that tree down over there. Chop down that tree and give me the wood from that tree over there. And Charlie, go give me two gallons of gasoline out of the shed. Two gallons of gasoline, you kids roll up your shirt, put that on the grill, we don't start a fire. Come on, you wanna eat? You wanna eat? Just shut up there, put that on the fire. Okay, put that wood inside there. Okay, give me the gasoline, Charlie. Hold the match. Well, I tell you, Charlie, throw the match on the gasoline, alright? Well, I tell you, alright? We're gonna make a fire. We're gonna eat it, right? Y'all wanna eat? We're gonna eat now. Here we go. Pour the gasoline on here like this. Here. We need the whole group. Get that goddamn light of food out there. That can't you legit. We're gonna put all two gallons of gasoline on this wood and make a fire. We're gonna eat a hamburger, okay? Here we go. Charlie, throw the match. Now that's a fire! That's a fire! Look at that! Look at that! He be alright. Roll Charlie around. Roll him around in there. Roll around. My Uncle Gus is married to my Aunt Bunny. My Aunt Bunny got a mustache and shit. You know one of them lady mustaches? It was real cool back when she was 20. She had, you know how ladies had them little thin ones and shit? Then when they get about 45, like Aunt Bunny, they be having the Billy D. Williams look. The shit be thicker than the man's and shit. My Aunt Bunny weighed like 300 pounds, like 250, real heavy lady and shit. And the kids were scared of her. You, be, you got that kid logic going. I remember my Aunt Bunny come by the house and shit. It was like, I was petrified because she always wanted to kiss me or touch me and some shit. As soon as she walked in the door, it's like, come give your Aunt Bunny a kiss, baby. And you go, ah, ah, ah. Your mother said, why don't you want to kiss your Aunt Bunny? Your kids don't give a fuck. They go, she got a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> slow when they be crying. Ah! Stop making all that noise. Ooh. I said shut up. <laughs> you be mad because your mother hits you. You be standing there wishing hateful shit on your mother. Ever do that? Be in the bedroom going, God, please kill her. I hope she get hit by a truck and die. Shut up, I'm coming to give something to cry about.
Then my pops would start talking. And my pops would be fucked up every 4th of July, man, every cookout. Black men like to claim the house when they're drunk. Men, period, I think, man, like to just claim their house. They want you to know if you drunk and if they drunk and you in their house, that is their house. My father stand up in the middle of the cookout and say, It's my house. You know what it is? And if you don't like it, you get the fuck out. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. I pay the motherfucking bills in this motherfucker. And hey, kiss my ass if you don't like it. Yes. Yes, motherfucker, yes. But you know what it is? You know what it is? I'm drunk, so what? Beautiful, I'm drunk. I'm drunk, so what? I'm drunk. You know what? I got drunk in my motherfucking kitchen. I, I was drinking out of my glass in my motherfucking house. So fuck it. Then he attacked the whole family, right? He said, Gus, Gus, can I ask a question? Come here. Let me ask a question, Gus. Gus, let me ask you a question. Gus, why is the fire so big? Why do you make the fire so big? Gus, look at that shit. It's a motherfucking ridiculous, Gus. The fire's too motherfucking big. Why? You come in here every motherfucking year, Gus, and you burn down my motherfucking backyard. Why? Why, Gus? Every year you burn the motherfucking backyard up. Look at that shit, it's ridiculous. This fire doesn't have to be that big, Gus. I'm cooking motherfucking hamburgers in French. I'm not cooking a motherfucking Brontosaurus burger in this motherfucker. This ain't the motherfucking Flintstones, Gus. It's my house, motherfucker. Look at Charlie standing over there with third degree burns on him. Eating a motherfucking Frank. It doesn't make sense, no, but you take things too far, Gus. You take things too far. I tell you, go an inch, you go three inches. I tell you, go four inches, you go five. Give a nigga rope, wanna be a cowboy, guys. Why don't you listen? Oh, Eddie, get that motherfucking dog away from my plate. I'm gonna shoot this dog. I'm gonna shoot the mother. Shut up. I'm gonna shoot it. Stop crying. Stop crying, Eddie, because you can get the fuck out. You can get the fuck I know you're seven. I know you're seven. But you'll be a seven-year-old walking the dog, no house motherfucker. You know you know what it is? Because it's mine, motherfucker. I hate this motherfucking dog. But you ask it for the dog, you don't spend time with the dog, Eddie. You don't feed the motherfucker. You don't pet it. You don't even know what the fuck the dog's name is anymore, do you? The dog don't give a fuck. He don't know his name. The dog is three years old, don't know his name. Watch this. Coco, where the fuck is he going? The dog's stupid because you don't spend time with the motherfucker. And I'm supposed to work hard all day. I come home and feed the motherfucking dog. Fuck no, I'm not feeding the motherfucker. You know what I do? When nobody's home, nobody's home, you know what I do? I go up to the dog and I kick the motherfucker. I kick the motherfucker with everything I got at it. And then I giggle my motherfucking ass off. Because I hate the motherfucker. But you don't clean up behind it. Why can't you clean up the motherfucker? This ain't Scooby-Doo, motherfucker. Why can't you clean the dog? The dog shits all over the house. If no one tells you, Eddie, you don't clean the shit. You let the shit stay forever. This shit that been in the den for six months, Eddie. It's been in the den for six months. Your kids go past it, you act like you don't see it. And unless you're told, you won't clean the shit. The shit is hard as a rock now. It's like motherfucking furniture in there. I went in last week to watch the fights. I said, fuck it, I put my drink on top of it, Eddie. It's a coffee table now. Why can't you clean up shit? My friends come over and say, oh, that's lovely. I said, that's not lovely, it's a piece of shit. But my children don't listen. Then my bunny would fall down the steps almost every year. 
Ever have a heavy set aunt fall down the steps? Make a whole lot of fucking noise. It's scary too, cause they be calling Jesus on the way down. And aunts don't like to fall straight down the steps like a kid. They be trying to break the fall and hold it and stop the shit. And that just make the fall take a half hour then. Real loud, yeah, like. Lord Jesus Christ, help the Lord, please, Jesus, please. Jesus God, help the Lord, Jesus, help me. I'm falling out of steps, oh Lord Jesus Christ, please. My shoe! Oh Lord Jesus Christ, help me. I'm halfway down now, help the Lord Jesus, please. Lydia! What is all that fucking noise? The bitch is falling down the steps again! Oh! 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 Lillian! Lillian! What's wrong, buddy? I'm falling down the steps! Oh! Buddy fell down the steps! Buddy fell down the steps! Eddie, go get your arm, buddy, something cool for her head! What happened? Buddy fell down the steps! Gus, what the fuck is wrong with your wife? Why can't she walk a flight of steps? You come over every motherfucker year, Gus, and you burn down the motherfucker backyard, and your wife rips down the steps. Why? I work hard to get my place beautiful. And then the motherfucker come over and rip the steps down. Look at the motherfucking steps, they're fucked up, Gus. Why can't she walk in steps? You know why your wife can't walk in steps? Because she's a fat, hairy bitch. That's why. That's why, Gus. And my children are afraid of your wife. Eddie's afraid of her, he has nightmares about your wife. I went in his room last week, Gus. He was in the bed screaming, crying, said, oh, help me, help me. I woke up, I shook him, I said, what's wrong? He said, Aunt Bunny is coming to get me. He's afraid of your wife, because he has a bigger mustache than his father. But you know what it is, Gus? I figured out about your wife. And I'm going to say it, and my wife, I'm gonna, I don't give a fuck what my wife says. She can shut the fuck up. I'm going to tell you something. I figured out about your wife. I know where you met your wife. You told me you met your wife 15 years ago on a motherfucking camping trip, and that your wife was Puerto Rican? Your wife ain't no motherfucking Puerto Rican. I thought she was when I first met her, Gus. Because I walk up, I say, hello, it's good to meet you. My name is Vernon. And she said, hello, I'm Bunny. Goony Google. What the fuck does Goonie Google mean, Gus? I don't know what the fuck that shit is to this day. I thought I'd learn some new Spanish shit. I went up to my friend and said, hey, Sanchez, Goonie Google. And Sanchez said, get the fuck out of here. So I've been walking around for years confused, and I finally figured out about your wife, where you met your wife. You didn't meet your motherfucking wife on no camping trip. Your wife's a Bigfoot, isn't she, Gus? Your wife is a Bigfoot, isn't she? That's why the bitch mustache is so motherfucking thick. But you shaved the bitch down and taught her to speak. I know a motherfucking Bigfoot when I see one. Don't bring a Bigfoot in my home, Gus, with my children. The bitch can't talk, she can't walk a flight of steps. She's not trained well, Gus. She cannot walk steps. I bet she climbed the fuck out of a tree, though, don't she, Gus? Doesn't she?
dentistry. But you have to not bring her around here. Fuck her. And your motherfucking children, they're big feet too. They're half big foot, Gus. Because the motherfuckers is six years old and have afro 17 inches long. They're little hairy motherfuckers just like their mother. Look at the motherfuckers. You know when I found out that they was Bigfoot? When I realized your wife was a Bigfoot when I took your kids fishing last week. I put the motherfuckers in the boat, Gus, and I took the worm and I put it on their hooks, and they both sat there, and they put the poles down in the motherfucking boat and slammed their face in the water for two minutes. And I think, what the fuck are these kids doing? Then they start moving their head like this, and the motherfuckers come up with fish. I jumped back and said, can you believe this motherfucking shit? Then a kid took the fish out of his mouth and looked at his brother and said, Goonie Google. I said, what the fuck is going on? Normal kids don't do shit like that, guys. But I'm going to tell you something, motherfucker. You can take your motherfucking hairy, fat-ass, white mustache bitch out the fuck. You could go upstairs and get the motherfucking dog and scoop up the shit and take Eddie and get these motherfucking long Angela Davis afro-wearing motherfucking kids of yours and put them in the motherfucking Goonie Google mobile and get the fuck out. And if my wife don't like it, she can get the fuck out too. <laughs> you miss me, bitch. Thank you. Somebody broke wind in here. I've been trying to like not say nothing, but somebody spotted it. This That's some long distance spot too, boy. Don't do. I know you get out with your friends, you have a good time, especially fellas. You know, to play that game, play the fight game. You know. You know, you fight around your fellas, and it's funny. Dudes be doing that. They be getting in the elevators and fighting and laughing and shit. Nasty, you play the fight game. I think deep down inside, people want to smell other people's fights. Because you smell them. And people always tell you they fight it. They say, I fight it. You don't leave, you pause a second. Yeah, you did. Because yeah. in the back of your mind, you want to grade the fight. Because if it smells bad enough, two years later, you're going, Remember that fight you made? The fight game you play. Start off around the house when you're little. Your father introduced you to it. You'd be sitting in the house one day, it's Saturday morning, watching cartoons, your father make a fight and go, that wasn't me, that was your mother. That was your mother, that was, ooh, baby, baby, I want a divorce, baby, ooh, you rotten, baby, shit. Your mother goes, stop, you join in and shit. Grab your little brother, sit on his head and fight, never do that. That's a fun game, your little brother freak out and go, eh, your father goes, to fight game. You play one day, son. The fight game. You get your best friend in on that shit, too. You can walk up to your best friend while he's watching a football game and fighting this face. He won't even get mad. He just go, okay, you got me. All right. Okay. All right. That was a good one, too. My mouth was open. My mouth was open. Sucks? Reaganomics sucks? Or tell us something that we don't know, motherfucker. 
It ain't like people sitting around going, really, does it suck? I didn't know. That's some scary shit rigging on this, man. Shit's changing, though. We got black politicians now. Who's that boy, um, Harold Washington? Harold Washington said, fuck it. And won. I know he's still sitting around going, I really won the motherfucker? <laughs> Jesse Jackson seen that shit and said, fuck it, I'm gonna run too. Fuck it. <laughs> Jesse, you can win. I see his brother's going, you can win, Jesse, because you bigger than motherfucking Howard Washington. Fuck Howard Washington. Fuck him, man. Run for president. And Jesse going, yeah, fuck that shit. I seen Jesse in the gym working the fuck out too, boy, getting in shape. You know, if he wins, because you know he got a chance he can win. White dudes like to do shit like that, vote for the wrong dude as a goof. They get drunk and shit and go in there and say, let's vote for Jesse Jackson. <laughs> I just voted for Jesse Jackson. The next day they be like this, they fucking won? Jesse know that shit can happen. He getting in shape. I seen him running around the track and shit. I said, why the fuck you getting in shape like this? He said, because I'm going to be the first black president. I had to get speeches like this. My fellow Americans, as your president, I feel, and we the people must get together and join hands. Are you watching these motherfuckers back here? Because I don't think they're too happy about this shit. <laughs> Duty on. He won't stand still. It's bad, you know, racism, racism's still out there, but ain't as bad as it was like motherfucking 30 years ago. We've come a long motherfucking way. The white people don't even be calling black people nigger no more, especially when there's niggas around, so I guess I wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> or at least we came that far. It used to be in the 30s, they say nigger, and you have to go like this. <laughs> now you could do the James Brown on one of them motherfuckers. Go like, Straight up this shit, man. Brothers, man, I would hear to listen to brothers talk. I used to hear brothers talk about slavery. Modern day soul brothers, we act like we couldn't have been slaves and shit. I be hearing brothers say, shit, man, if I was a motherfucking slave, fuck that shit, man. Fuck that. Yo, I would have been out there and shit. I would have been out there, right? And the motherfucking master would say, yo, nigga, pick up that bale of hay. I would have said, yo, man, suck my dick, master. Suck my motherfucking dick. I ain't bailing shit. You bailing motherfucking hay, motherfucker. Then I would have got in my motherfucking Lincoln and drove the fuck off and shit. But the master would kiss my ass and shit. I ain't no motherfucking slave. It ain't like those motherfuckers wanted to do that shit. But I'm quite sure the first dude that got off the boat said, suck my dick. Then like 10 motherfuckers with whips said, whoosh. And the ones behind him said, uh, we'll bail the shit. Just kick the fuck back with them whips, motherfucker. You know what's strange? I, I went to Texas recently looking for racism because I thought it was like real bad because I got friends that said, you better not go to Texas. And it ain't really that bad in Texas. I got embarrassed and shit because I got off the plane with all my black brother shit on and shit. Leather and medallion and shit. Got off the train like this. Dude said, this your bag? I said, yeah, it's my fucking bag. What's wrong? A black man can't have a suitcase? This dude was like, what the fuck's wrong with this guy?
I want to learn how to speak Spanish. That's the shit. You know what I'll really learn how to speak? I'd like to learn how to speak French, because that's some cool shit, French. You can say I got a shit in French if it sounds good. What does it have? What does it have? Poo-poo. Oh, Just sound good, man. I don't like that shit, that Arabic, that the motherfuckers be speaking in the 7-Eleven. That shit fuck with me. Sound nasty and shit. You're getting all this. Ha 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 Spanish language. You know I want to learn how to speak Spanish? Because I was always a Ricky Ricardo buff. I thought he would, when he would get mad at Lucy and be saying, curse it. I used to say, go on, Ricky, curse the bitch out. <laughs> Ricky would lose his mind. Ricky was cool and shit. For the 50s, Desi Arnaz, Ricky Ricardo was a cool motherfucker. He had his baggies on and pointy shoes and the club babaloo and shit. <laughs> My heart's on the carriage. He's for hire. Senora. Party yes, as long as you desire, senorita. We're gonna ride for Kitty Maniana and come to Havana with me. And my Cuban cat. Remember that shit? You be sitting there like this. He had a cool ass laugh too. I would like him to go. Hey, Fred, how would you like to fuck me up the ass? <laughs> I got fed up with TV and shit, because I've seen all the Star Treks. I started watching cable. I've been watching, I was watching Poltergeist last month. I got a question. Why don't white people just leave the house when there's a ghost in the house? Y'all stay in the house too fucking long. Get the fuck out of the house. Very simple. It's a ghost in the house. Get the fuck out. <laughs> and not only did they stay in the motherfucking house and pull the guys, they invited more white people over. <laughs> Sitting around going, I'll throw to Carol Ann's from the television set. I would have been gone. If I had a daughter been down the precinct saying, look, man, uh, I went home and my fucking daughter's in the TV set and shit, so I just fucking left. You can have all that shit. I ain't going to back, back to the motherfucker. No, I just came down, so when she ain't at the school, you don't think I killed the bitch or nothing like that. But she is inside the TV set. You can have all that shit. Like it. Uh, Mr. Murphy, didn't you try to save your daughter? Yeah, I'm a man. And she, I tried to save. I turned the channel. The shit didn't work. I got the fuck out. Leave. The kid was only six years old in the movie. They couldn't have been too attached to her. Leave. In the Amityville Horror, the ghost told them to get out the house. White people stayed in there. Now that's a hit and a half for your ass. A ghost say, get the fuck out. I would just tip the fuck out the door. They walked and looked in the toilet bowl. was blood in the toilet. I said, that's peculiar. I would have been in the house and said, oh, baby, this is beautiful. We got a chandelier hanging up here, kids outside playing. It's a beautiful neighborhood. We ain't got nothing to wear. I really love them. This is really nice. Get out. Too bad we can't stay, baby. 
I gotta go now. Y'all take it easy. Bye bye. But the prince has his face